my boy, you ready to feel old? You ready to feel old, my boy? Nah, man, I ain't ready to feel old. Well, what you what you done found, man? Well, it's a good thing, man. You know, sixteen years ago, sixteen years ago, one of our favorite albums came out of all time that we just rolled to back in the day, man. Back one of in- our favorite albums yeah, or one man, of your you, favorite albums? I said our. You heard me say oh, our, didn't I? Oh, okay. You know, you've been right. disrespecting me a lot lately, bro. <laughs> I don't really appreciate that. So I'm going to play a little bit of it, man. See if you, uh, you know, remember uh, these vibes we used to roll uh, uh, to in the Taurus and the, uh, the Lumina. Oh, my yeah. My boy back oh, in yeah. the G, man. So... Oh yeah, I got the perfect song for the wow. kids to sing. And all my people that's drug dealing just to get by, stack your money till it gets sky high. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 16 hey, years ago. You absolutely right, my boy. <laughs> 16 years ago today, man. College dropout drop, man, by the legendary great Kanye West, man. So. I saw that today. I was like, oh, man, me and Black used to ride to this, man. Yeah, so, yeah, we did. We're going to let it ride for a second yeah. for you good folks when we get going, man. Something so cold, we never had nothing handed. Took nothing for granted. Took nothing from no man. Man, I'm my own man. But as a shorty, I looked up to the dope man. Only a dope man. I knew that wasn't broke, man. Flicking start a coach, man. Man, you don't know, man. We don't care what people say. Yeah, 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 man. So shout out to uh, Kanye West, man, and the college dropout that dropped 16 years ago today, man. That's incredible, man. But welcome back, man. We back for another episode of the Sports Desk. But before we get with it, man, let's go. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! All right, man. We are back, man, for another episode, man. Um, episode forty-two, man. So you it's Reduce Lunch Sports. Yes, yes. Episode forty-two, man, of the Sports Desk. We are so glad to be back. So once again, I'm your man Deirdre L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists in the building. And this your man Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. We back for another episode. Yes, sir. We got a lot to cover today. A lot to cover today. Of course, we're gonna get into our top fives and our tweet of the weeks and sound of the weeks. But we got a lot of NBA today, man. We're gonna talk NBA trade deadline. We're gonna talk about the All Star Game festivities that are coming to you this weekend. Uh, we're gonna visit and, and, and talk about Kevin Durant a little bit today. Uh, we're gonna start by the UFC, the WWE. Uh, we're also going to get into a little bit of the XFL today. They debuted this past weekend. We're going to touch on that and uh, quite a few other things on this episode. So, Black, how you doing today, man? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. Back, you know, whenever we at the sports desk, you know, it's always good to be back. Absolutely. Doing the thing that we love the most, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, as always, man, we're going to have our sound of the week. And this one, uh, I forgot all about. I forgot all about this one, man. And I was scrolling, trying to... 
uh, find something and doing some research, and I, I came upon uh, this jewel right here. So uh, hopefully y'all enjoyed as well. Now, am I gonna speak I gave my you piece? full credit for that. Am I going to speak my piece or not? Go am ahead. I going to speak my piece or not? Go ahead. Okay, because you want to interview me. I ain't interviewing you. You want to talk to me. I don't want I don't worry about talking Floyd, to you. You want to talk to me. go ahead. I'm waiting on you. So, so then, when I fight Hatton, they say, oh, Mayweather is too big for Hatton. But then, Marquez and Pacquiao can fight. It's no problem. But now, but, but I'm too big for Marquez. I'm too big for Marquez, but I'm not too big for Pacquiao. Which one is it? Well, you know, which one is it? Which one is it? Which it's, one is it? It's that Pacquiao was 130 pounds and he keeps moving out and whacking guys who are much bigger. He gets full credit for that. But you are going after a guy who is two weight classes lighter so, so, than you. So, so, so Delahoy wasn't big, bigger than Pacquiao when he fought him? No, you, you got full credit for beating Delahoy. Answer the question. You deserve that. You moved Answer out. Answer the question. Did, 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 did they not say Delahoy was too big for Pacquiao? Yes. Did, okay, yes. then. And they're did, wrong because Pacquiao did, was that great. Didn't I come from... Didn't I come from 125 pounds all the way to 154 pounds? Yes, you answer did. Answer the question. Yes, you did. Okay, then. All right. So, so, I, was a, so I was a small... So, so answer the question so right now. I did. I just answered the question. I got to ask you another question. Go ahead. Have Pacquiao been knocked out twice? <laughs> answer the question. Yeah, when he was like 112 I, I don't, pounds. Just answer the question. Because he turned yes pro when no. he was a teenager. Did Pacquiao been knocked... Have he been knocked out twice? Yeah, a de- like a decade answer ago. Answer the question. A decade ago. And just answer... I, ain't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care if it's 100 years ago. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Have Pacquiao been outboxed by Eric Morales? What, one fight he lost to him, Answer yeah. the question. Yes, he did. Has he been outboxed by Eric Morales? Yes. That's all I need to know. So why would and, you and fight I him? I want to ask you another why, question. So why not fight him now, right now, away? Now I want to ask you another question. Easy. Now I want to ask you another question. Go ahead. Who's beating me? Nobody's beating you yet, That's all Floyd. I want to know. So why pick a guy two weight class? <laughs> so, yes, that was the great, the great, um, arguably the pound for pound best ever Floyd Money Mayweather going toe to toe with uh, ESPN uh, anchor uh, Brian Kenny back in the day when Floyd was coming out of retirement. He was coming out of retirement for the first time. He had took a year off and, um, you know, they were just going back and forth. But I thought that was funny, man. You know, it's fun to go back and see these old uh, interviews and stuff by these guys. Guys, I'm like, I know you're a boxing guy, man. So how that make you feel watching? Yeah, that? man, it's, it's funny because I was actually hyped about that. Uh, he came out of retirement to fight uh, Juan Manuel Mar- Marquez, yeah. who was like on the road then yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. Floyd came out of retirement. So I was kind of hyped, you know. I was like, yeah, maybe Marquez could get get him. And then seeing that interview, man, when they was doing like the uh, the leading up to the fight, you know, and everything, man, him and him and that, I can't remember the reporter name. Uh, what's his? Uh, Brian Kenny. Brian Kenny. Yeah. They always go at it anytime they have interviews. So that's just one of the classic ones, man. And Floyd <laughs> just kept cutting them off when he tried to get a word in. He kept cutting them off. Yeah. Like it's typical Floyd, though, man. I enjoyed that, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So that was our sound of the week. Uh, I tried to post last week's sound of the week, but. Apparently, there were some copyright issues on there. Instagram flagged our post of Adrian Brauner uh, after he lost to Manny Pacquiao. But just in case you didn't hear it, we're going to play it again later in the show so you can make <laughs> hey, sure you're I was man. wondering. I said, why it's not on the page? They no flagged more. it. They flagged Dang, it, man. So Instagram man. flagged our sound of the week, man. So, all right, we're going to get into the show. Uh, we're getting ready to stop by our top five, man. So we're going to kick it off.
All right, man. So we back for the top five segment, man. Uh, last week we covered our me and Black's top five coaches of all time. So we had one of our faithful listeners, man, uh, come through and give their input on their uh, favorite coaches, man. So shout out to my to my man's out there at Quest seven one zero eight four. He said in no particular order, uh, his favorite coaches coaches are Phil Jackson. Lenny Wilkins, mm-hmm. Dan Reeves. Impre- yeah, I like that one. Yeah, Dan Reeves, <laughs> uh, Marty Schottenheimer, and uh, Bobby Cox. All right, those were his uh, five favorite coaches uh, of all time. That's a pretty good list. Pretty good list, man. So shout out to Quest seven one zero eight four, man, on uh, hitting us up on Twitter, uh, giving us his uh, uh, his top five coaches. All right, so this week, man. Of course, y'all know here at the sports desk, sports desk, we adore wrestling. We love wrestling. It's in our DNA. It's in our bloods, man. Me and Black believe that we were around when wrestling was at its highest, and it may never get back that hot ever again. But we've seen some tag teams in our day, Black. We've seen some tag teams. And Black, who are your favorite five tag teams of all time, Black? Talk to me. Yeah, man. I was excited about this one, man. He had to do a little work and go back and reminisce back in the days about some of these uh, tag team uh, tag team <clears throat> teammates. But uh, it was exciting. At number five, I got I got the uh, the Heart Foundation at number five. Okay. At at number four, I got the Dudley Boys. Okay. <laughs> at, uh, at number three, I got the New Age Outlaws. Okay. Classic. And at uh at at number two, I got the Harlem Heat. Mm, uh, for sure. Hold on, I miss. Did I miss one? Mm, oh oh man. black. Hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say it ain't so. Hold on, hold on. Say it ain't so black. Hold on, I think I missed one. At uh, number, f- let's go back. Let's go back. Okay, my okay, fault, okay. Listen, okay. It's my fault. At number five, I I had um. Uh, God. the Dudley Boys at number five. I'm sorry. At number at number four, I had the the Heart Foundation, and at number at number three, I had the Har- the Harlem Heat. At number two, I got the the Steiner Brothers. Mm. And at number one, okay, my all time favorite wrestling group <clears throat> that I grew up on. I wanted I wanted to emulate what they did. Okay. And that was the Roll Royals. <clears throat> oh, Hawking Animal. All right. Ooh, what a rush. All right. That's a great list there, Black. That, that's a great list. Okay. Uh, for me, number five was the Harlem Heat. You know what I'm saying? When you look on TV and you see a tag team that look just like you, that's athletic and popular and was so good in the ring, man. They'll forever stand out uh, to me. Number four, Edge and Christian. These guys were That's hilarious, man. <laughs> These guys were hilarious. And they was a part of some of the most epic battles with the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys, man. Speaking of the Hardys, at number three, the Hardy Boys, Team Extreme. Uh, when these guys came to the scene, man, and integrated these ladders with the chairs and the steel chairs, all these elements came together. It was must-see TV uh, watching these guys. And number two, I got the Rock and Sock Connection, all right? The Rock wow. and, Ma- and Mankind uh, got together for a little run, became tag team champions, had their own name, and it was really funny, man, watching those guys be tag team champions. And that number one, these this tag team will always stick with me. If you see me around the city, I got t-shirts, I got hoodies with this team on me. 
uh, the Mega Powers. All right. That is the team of Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage, man, back in the 80s, man. Mm -hmm. I just loved it, man. And, and it broke my heart when they broke up, man. I'm going to play this little clip, man. It's cap, cap off the top five of when the Macho Man just had had enough of Hulk Hogan and he turned and then quoted the Mega Powers explode at uh, WrestleMania 5. So I'm going to play this real quick. Some of the biggest lines that I've ever heard of in my whole life. I love him like a brother. It's a lie, Hulk Hogan, and that's enough to get me hot. But what you said to Elizabeth <laughs> is enough to get me to the boiling point. Yeah! <laughs> I love Elizabeth. Hulk Hogan, you say you love Elizabeth? I got news for you, man. I got news for you. Elizabeth is going to be in the corner of the macho man Randy Savage at WrestleMania 5. Yeah! And let me tell you something. You say you love me like a Brother, well, listen to this whole cooking. I hate you. <laughs> I hate your guts. And that's what's going to be left all over the mat after WrestleMania 5. <laughs> <laughs> bro, let me tell you something. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you something, bro, about Macho Man. You want to talk about juiced Ooh. up, my boy? Ooh. You want to talk about juiced Bruh. up? Bruh. Bruh. He was so bad at Hogan, like, bro. I don't think a lot of people, because oh, we didn't have God. so many good people on that mic in oh, WWE, in, in wrestling, but you got to put uh. Macho Man up there oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he got on that mic. For sure, for sure. Man, it was, it was entertainment. One of the greats. It was entertainment, man. He'd be man. so juiced up when he's doing it, man. man. I mean, dripping sweat oh, while he's doing it. Doing his thing, man. <laughs> doing his thing. So, yeah, so... <laughs> That's that's our top five for the week. Our favorite tag team duels of all time. So hey, listeners, when you hit us back, you know, hit us up on Twitter, text us, Instagram us, you know, however you can get in contact with us and let us know who your favorite tag teams are of all time, man. Shout out to the Macho Man, Randy Savage. All right, we're gonna transition into our tweet of the week. We're gonna get into it, man. So uh, so black. You know, Kendra Perkins, man, I'm turning to a media darling out here covering basketball, man. And it's that time of year, man. And uh, a lot of conversations have been taking place. We're going to get into these two in particular. So I, I caught these tweets from Perk uh, over the weekend, man. And uh, I'm going to read them out to our listeners if you guys haven't seen it. At Kendra Perkins, I'm taking Ben Simmons on my team any day of the week right now over Joel Embiid, who I'm very, very disappointed in. He has all the talent in the world. But mentally, he's weak and he seems to be a bit selfish. One thing about Ben is that he plays hard every night on the floor, both ends. Hmm, we're going to get into that. His second tweet uh, at Kendrick Perkins. Offensively, the Rockets are going to be unstoppable. They're going to go five out and spread the, spread the court and force Big Cigar the three-point line. And nobody will be able to stop Russell James from getting to the rim. And now it's going to be easy work. Defensively, they will be in trouble. All right? So, shout out to Meet Me and Man Ross. You know what I'm saying? I'm a boss. Y'all can get that on iTunes, Tidal, Google Play, all that, man. Shout out to them boys. All right. So, Black, we're going to jump right into the NBA, man. Very, 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 very busy week. And we're going to touch on uh, Kendrick, the tweets that Kendrick Perkins uh, put out there. We're going to touch on those in our topics today as well. But 
Let's get into um the trade deadline. We usually open up with the Lakers, man, but uh, you know, the trade deadline is a pretty big deal. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of moves happen, man, and some moves did not happen. So before we kick it off, Black, I just want to kind of run down some of the major moves and we'll get right into it. All right, so the Minnesota Timberwolves acquired uh D'Angelo Russell, all right, from the Golden State Warriors, uh swapping out Andrew Wiggins. So Wiggins in the, is in Golden State and uh D'Lo is in Minnesota. And then a uh, shocker for me, you had the Rockets get rid of Clint Capella and send him to the Hawks uh in exchange for Covington and three team deal with the Timberwolves. Um surprised by that deal. We're gonna talk about that. And then the Detroit Pistons, they just decided to trade Andre Drummond for a piece of gum and a napkin. I mean, they didn't get nothing back for this man. I guess they just really wanted to get off his contract. That that's all I can guess because he was due to make twenty eight million. Or he wasn't resigning. Right. This was his free agent year. So. Right. So they got rid of him, man, and now he's out there with the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers and uh, Andre Iguodala. Um, back and forth, Clipper Laker, Clipper Laker. Where is he going to go? Good old Pat Riley. Comes in like a thief in the night, snags him up, and now he is a Miami Heat, Andre Iguodala. And last but not least, man, this one right here, uh, <laughs> this one bothered me, man. I guess we're going to get into it right after yes, I say it. But uh, Marcus Morris, is who, who is having a career year uh, playing with the Knicks, career year from three-point defensively, he's having a really good season. And it was rumored all day long, man, that he was going to be a Laker. He was going to be a Laker. He was going to be traded to the Lakers. Rob Buecher was on FS1. Stephen A. Smith was on e, uh, first take. They was all saying it was going to happen. And out of nowhere, the Los Angeles Clippers come out of nowhere and they get him. And now Marcus Morris is a Los, An- Los Angeles Clippers, man. So, Black, I guess we can start there because I got some sentiments and some feelings about Marcus Morris not being a Clipper and what that does for their team and what that does for the season and, of course, what it does with our Lakers. So, Black, how did you feel about uh, the trade for Marcus Morris, you know, going to the Clippers, adding to what they already have? Uh, D, I'm just going to keep this 100, man, mm. about this. Uh, I was pissed. Oh, yeah. I was really pissed, man. Um, reason being that... The Clippers are showing that they're not settling for just what they have now. They always are involved in some in in some name, yep. no matter who it be. Mm-hmm. They were even involved in uh the uh the Collison if he was talking about coming back. Yep. They were involved in that. He was involved. The Clippers was involved with him too. So yep. to see that deadline go down to the wire and see Marcus. Marquis, what Marcus Morris? Morris, Marcus See, Marcus Morris go to the Clippers. Yeah, it just really baffled me, man, and it pissed me off. That was tough. That was tough because the Clippers they're, they're making moves, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, they know that they need something and they're looking for it, and I think they got it. I think they got it. And then the thing that scares me about it, mm, the S word. The thing that scares me about it. Not only do you have a Pat Pat Beverly who's a hot head. When a it comes playoff time, a dog. A dog. You got uh, you just add another dog with him. Montrez. And you got Montrez, who's a dog. a dog. Now you got Morris, who's a dog. Kawhi, a dog. They got all these dogs yeah. when it come playoff time. That come playoff time, that ain't gonna give a shit about the Lakers. No, sir. <laughs> and I'm just gonna keep it 100. We don't gotta. We ain't got too many dogs on our team, nah, bro. We don't. We got a we got a we got some little finesse guys, you yeah, know. Yeah. We ain't got no dogs. The one dog we do got, he's sitting on the bench, not helping us. Right. We got Rondo. Rondo a little iffy, but yeah. it's not enough. It's right. not enough, man. And right. 
We know that type of play in playoff time means something. Oh, man. We know it means something. Oh, man. But, man, just to see him go to the Clippers, man, it, it leaves me worried a little bit about what's going to happen in the future if we don't do anything. Tough. Like, I, I know we're looking at a few people. Yeah. In uh, J.R. Smith, Deion yeah, and Waiters. Deion Waiters. And and I'm not, I don't feel too bad about the Deion Waiters thing because he's a dog. And I bring him in. And I would bring him in. Jr. is a dog. He I would bring him. I would yeah. bring them both in just to see how it works. Okay, I got. So you. we just need we need some dogs, and we ain't got no dogs, bro. Nah. I I really feel like that, and then we we do need to add some shooting. And you can get that out of Jr. Because if Jr. get hot. We know we, that. Are, we already know we've seen it. We we've know. seen it. We know. We've seen it. So, um, yeah, man, uh, the Clippers got better. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers didn't get better. Um, they making moves. They doing what they supposed to do, man. So kudos to the Clippers, man. For sure, man. Uh, I was stunned by it, man. And my initial reactions was, you know, what, bro? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> bro, I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. Yeah. <laughs> Those was my first initial sentiments, man, about about this trade. I was I was baffled, man, and just taken aback, man, that this happened. But in the entire landscape of this trade from Morris to the Clippers, this is what I see and how I feel about it, Black. Like you said, the dog element, yeah, that's 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 number one. That's a matter of fact. But it's something to be said, man, when you have an entire front line of guys who just have no no respect not for LeBron they won't have respect for Anthony Davis Kuzma like nobody on the floor that's an element that you can't teach you just got you just got to have that Trez Morris uh even Kawhi he's a silent aside the Pat Bev like these guys are going to be barking and barking and barking the entire series bro and I think Marcus Morris and I'm just gonna say it I'm gonna keep it real man I'm gonna roll with my Lakers to win it all but right now, if I'm talking basketball, the Clippers got to be the favorites, bro. They got to be the favorites right now to win the championship. Because if you look at their roster, just look at the roster. I'm just talking about who they have on their team from top to bottom. One through nine right now, it's better than the Lakers one through nine. Mm-hmm. It's better. Even though the Lakers, if you put all those players in the pool and you take who the top two players, of course, you'll have Bron and AD and then you'll go to Kawhi, in my opinion. But that's 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 not what it's gonna come down to. Cause I've been beating myself up. I'm like, okay, they got Morris. I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Okay, they got Marcus Morris, whatever. But we got Braun. We got AD. But that's not gonna be enough. It's not. Cause we done seen Braun go to the finals and lose. He been the best player on the floor, but he lost. He averaged a triple double in the finals and he lost. So we know we're gonna need more. And we ain't got it right now. We don't. So I'm praying to the good Lord in the heavens and above in the blue sky. That we can sign DR Waiters, we can sign JR Smith. Like, I'm praying we can get these guys. Because you know what? Even though JR is streaky, inconsistent, but like you said, Black, if he can get hot, he can be dangerous. But that his his mentality on the floor <laughs> against a Pat Bev, we're gonna need that. Yes, we because are. Because athletically, Rondo's not the same. He's not the same anymore. You could tell in these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. A guy like Deion Waiters, he can go off. He's a hot head, too. And he's not going to play with you. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be punk. And we've seen him do that. So, hopefully, the Lakers are, like, really, really, really ramping up negotiations with Waiters and Smith. And we can add them to our team because we need that. Yes, we do. We Absolutely. need that mindset. So, I'm very nervous about the Marcus Morris pickup. I'm going to still roll my Lakers. No doubt about it. It's like my homeboy on Twitter say, hey, all this Lakers in seven. <laughs> 
Lakers is seven. You know what I'm saying? So tremendous pickup, man. Jerry West is out there doing this thing, man. Steve Ballmer and the Clippers, Doc Rivers, like man, the Clippers they gonna be around, bro. Yes, they. And are. the Lakers, you know, they need to kind of tighten up and make a couple moves here. So we'll see how it really unfolds uh, out there with the battle of LA. But we're gonna get into some other moves, man, that took place with the trade deadline. Black uh, D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo, uh, playing for his. Fourth team in five years, I believe. Uh, what did you think about uh, Minnesota acquiring him and getting him out there with Carl Anthony Towns? Just in the in the in the in the long term effect, what do you think will happen with Minnesota with that? Um, I, I I really wasn't too intrigued by this trade. Like, I know if you you building for the future. Then you know it could possibly be something, but Carl Anthony Towns been struggling all year. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has been on and off through this this year uh, so far. So uh, I think I think it's two friends teaming up. I think it could potentially be something special in right. the future. Uh, but I I honestly think that through the whole trade and everything that the Warriors was the winner. It is getting Andre Wiggins over there. Okay, with okay. The, with with you. the Warriors, but I um, uh, I, I'm I want it's I don't think the D D-Lo trade to Minnesota was a sexy trade. I'm it, it's it's okay, like you say, it could be something for the future. But this year, I don't think it's going to do too much. We're going to see what they could do once he gets on the floor because they've been struggling at that point guard position. So let's see if he can come in and yeah. um. They can get get some things rolling. You know, you never know. You can get hot and win enough games that this, and some teams lose. You can get back in this race, but they got a lot of work to do. Oh, God. Um, I love the trade. I love the trade for Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns is not a dog. He's not a dog. He's not somebody anyone is afraid of. He is overly talented. Uh, he could do anything on the floor. He is somebody you could depend on, you know, to get his stats. But when it comes to like a, 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 a mindset where, you know, you just click and you just go berserk at any given time, D'Angelo Russell is that player. We've seen him go unconscious in Brooklyn. We've seen him go conscious in Golden State. We've seen him go conscious in L.A. Like, he can get it going. And he's not afraid to pull up. He's not afraid to put the ball on the ground and make things happen, man. He's not afraid of doing that. And Carl Anthony Towns needs a player like this. He's a much lighter version than Jimmy Butler because obviously we've seen uh, Cat couldn't handle Jimmy Butler. Yeah, we Wiggins couldn't handle oh, yeah, Jimmy Butler at all. That that type of that type of human being, <laughs> them boys ain't want nothing to do with Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? But I think a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who is if I have, if I would have to guess what kind of guy he was, friendly, outgoing, you know, gets along with everybody. But when you get between those lines, hey, I can get the ball to you, and you can get us a bucket. Mm-hmm. And he definitely will be able to do that. So Minnesota would definitely be able to build with Cat and uh, uh, D'Lo. And I like it. Um, are they going to get in here and make noise and make the playoffs this year? Probably not. But in the future, I could see them, you know, a middle-of-the-road Western yeah. Conference team. Um, and who knows? You know, they can add a piece. And, you know, who knows what we'll be looking at. But I think that was great. But I want to elaborate on what you said with um, uh, Wiggins going to Golden State. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. That was that 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 might have been that might have been next to the Morse trade. That might have been right there with that. Probably the second best move of the trade deadline. Look, this is all for the future. Oh, yeah. Andrew Wiggins is immensely talented. Yes, he is. He's not supposed to be your best player on the team. He's not even supposed to be your second best player on the team. But if you compare him 
with a Steph, a Clay, a Draymond, with him out there, because he's going to eat one-on-one. Yes, no double is. teams. He's going to come off screens. He's going to hit a lot of, lot of shots. Andrew Wiggins in that system playing with those guys, he's going to be able to average 20, bro. Oh, we 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 see game. this Saturday night. First game. First we game. see this Saturday night. First game. First game. And, it, and it's no Steph and it's no Clay on the floor. First game. So Let me when, tell you something. Okay. When you and a half, Steph at the one, mm-hmm. Clay at the two, mm-hmm. Wiggins at the three, yep. and Draymond at the four. It don't matter who the fifth is. Not right It don't now. matter. Not it really right doesn't now. matter. Mm-mm. How are you gonna guard that? Cause like you say, Wiggins can give you twenty easily. Right. And then you got to worry about Steph and then you got to worry about Steph and Clay. Yep. You know they're going to get theirs. Like that was the best moving free agency to me. Like because trade to trade, yeah. It's he's not he's not. Don't get me wrong. He's not KD, but he's a scorer. Yeah. So it's like they're going to pick up where they left off. Because mm-hmm. all he's going to be asked to do is score. Mm-hmm. When when because he's going to be the one getting the shots when. Somebody try to double down on Clay or he double down open. on Steph. He's gonna be open. He's gonna be open. He's gonna be open. It's gonna, it's, it it's gonna be back to the Warriors of all of all. Probably not. It's probably not like it was with KD. No, but it's still gonna be okay. You pick your poison. We gonna kill you in the way it go. They're gonna be. They're gonna be a threat immediately. And and, and if the talks are true about Giannis considering oh, Golden State in Miami <laughs> and free agency, like Golden State in Miami, they they're saying that's. The rumors are Giannis, those are the top two teams for Giannis. If the Bucs can't win a championship this year and next year, like those are the teams, Miami and Golden State, that he's looking at. That's you know, true. and if and if he can get out there with those boys, and, and, and I've been saying this. I've been saying I said when KD left, when he left, that opened up for Giannis to come out there. Giannis's brand is getting out of control, man. He got his own signature line with Nike. He's becoming a global basketball player. He's already MVP, and he wants to win. And I, I hear these players, man, when they're young and they're like, oh, I'm going to stay in Milwaukee. I'm going to stay in Chicago. I'm going to stay here my whole career. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because if the owner, Bob Myers, and the general manager and all these guys, Steph and Clay and Draymond, they get on the plane, they come to see you like they went to see KD. Mm-hmm. And they roll that presentation out and all them boys put their hands on the uh, desk. And what's going to be on their fingers, Black? Ain't nothing but rings on them fingers, uh, man. Everywhere. Championship, Championship rings. Everywhere. You don't think that's going to be attractive? Oh, yeah. But we'll see what I'm out of here. That. I'm we'll, out of we'll here. We'll see what by, by, with that. by Milwaukee, I'll see you later. We'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens. But Milwaukee fans, I know what you're saying out there with us saying that, man. I know what you're saying. Hey, hey, I know. Hey, hey, hey. I know what y'all saying. Hey, hey, hey. I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, we'll see. But um, it's an incredible move uh for those guys to get Wiggins, and I think both teams won Minnesota and Golden State. But in the long run, I agree with you, Black. I think Minnesota, I mean uh, Golden State, will benefit uh the most from it. I I, I just think that they will. So um, let's get into some more trades that took place. Um, what you think about Clint Capella, man, being removed from Houston? Going to Atlanta, Covington coming from Minnesota, very good defender and can shoot the three, uh, being out there uh, in Houston. We're going to get into Houston's new style of basketball, but what do you think about Houston getting rid of Capella so fast after signing him to a $100 million deal last year? Well, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't shocked because remember last year, trade down line, they was trying to find somebody who would take him, yeah. and they couldn't get it done. Um, I'm just surprised that it was the Atlanta Hawks, but... Um, Believe it or not, the Atlanta Hawks gonna is putting together a, a nice, nice little pe- a, a nice young core here. Yep. And then you add Capella in the mix of that mm-hmm. with Trey Young and um a few other guys that they got, a few other pieces that they have. But um yeah, man, 
They say the Rockets really wanted uh, Covington, so yep. for, for for shooting, and they got him. Man, they went and it showed right away. They beat the Lakers. Uh, they beat the Lakers in the first game. He what he came out and I think he had like fifteen, 15 in that game yep. against the Lakers. He hit a couple big threes in the four, uh, in, in 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 the fourth yep. and a couple over uh, AD. Yep. you know in the so. So it was it, it paid dividends already. You know the trade is paying dividends already. They playing a lot of small ball, so mm-hmm. it's really going to be like <laughs> win or lose, we shooting. Yeah, basically that's what it is. And then like like uh, you were saying, like anytime they get to the cup, anytime they want to get to the cup, uh, Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook or James Harden gonna be able to get there. Yeah, you can't stop. But uh, defensively, they're gonna hurt. They're gonna hurt defensively. Badly. They're not going to be able to guard because they got PJ Tucker playing the five. Mm, like it was, it was, it was so <laughs> nasty to see uh, PJ Tucker doing a tip. You know, the, yeah, the, the, tip, ju- yeah. the jump ball. Yeah, like yeah. it's, it, it was nasty looking at that. And I think it was one night against the Lakers. The night against the Lakers, James Harden did it. Like yeah. I'm like, what, like what's going AD. on? Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy, man. But uh, for 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 the Rockets, it seemed like a good move. It seemed like it's working. Uh, um, they lost. They lost last night. So uh, on the last minute shot, but Utah, yeah, yeah, man. I it was it was a pretty decent trade. I I, I do like Compella going to Atlanta though. What that what those young pieces they have in place, but now they got a solid big now. Mm-hmm. So uh, that could pay dividends for Atlanta down the line. Yeah, I, I was um intrigued by the trade actually. You know, with Clint Compella um going to Atlanta and like Black said, that's gonna be a great piece for the Hawks, man. You know, because he fits their style. I never thought Capella fit in Houston. Even when they went on a run to the Western Conference Finals two years ago, I never thought he fit. Reason being because he can't shoot the basketball. He can't shoot the three. He can't step back from 12 to 15 to 18 and hit a jumper. Like he's just a putback guy and a dunk guy. And that's not Dan Tony's system. Everybody needs to be able to score. Everybody needs to be having a, a jump shot and possibly shoot the three. So when they got him out of there and brought in Covington, I was like, wow, they really going to go small ball like this? Like they really going to go small ball. And that's what they're doing. I mean, their average height on the floor is six seven. That's their average height on the floor. And man, I, I watched the Lakers game and I was pissed off. Watching that game that we was nipping tuck with these guys and we had the size advantage immensely, man. And we couldn't win that basketball game. Mm-hmm. But I tell you this, they're going to be very hard to guard because when they switch and that's how they got the Lakers. When they switching and switching, you got all these three point shooters with Gore and then Tucker and Covington and, and Harden and then Russ can just do whatever he want to do. Like, whatever. That's extremely hard to guard. And these guys are scoring at a high volume already. So, putting Covington out there, that's going to be even more crazy how they're going to score the basketball. Defensively, they're going to get smashed. On the boards, they're going to get smashed. And their objective for the rest of this year is simple. We're going to shoot more threes than you. Threes are more than twos. And hopefully, that'll win us the game. That's what Dan Tony is putting at the memo to the NBA. Will it be successful? I think it'll be successful in the regular season. I think in the regular season, they'll get a lot of wins with this uh, lineup. But when you get to the playoffs, we all know the game slows down. Half-court basketball. Bigs come into play with rebounding and putbacks and everything like that. And we'll see, like, poor P.J. Tucker, like, Anthony Davis one night, Rudy Gobert the next night. Like, he joke itch. Like, he going to he gonna be going through it, boy. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, that's the system that Dan Tony want to get going. And it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, you know, how Houston handles this uh, the rest of the way. Uh, well, the second half of the season because All-Star is uh, coming upon us, all right? Um, 
Let's see. Uh, any more trades? Uh, oh, let's get into Eagle Dollar real fast. Eagle Dollar, Miami Heat. He never reported to Memphis. Didn't play a game for Memphis. It was kind of funny last week. The uh, Memphis Grizzlies younger players were taking shots at him on Twitter. Steph came to aid, uh, Eagle Dollar's aid. And, you know, Moran. You know, it was real fun to see. But no one saw the Miami Heat coming out of the, the air and grabbing him. So, <laughs> Pat Riley does it again. So, Black, you know, what? do you think Eagle Dollar will help the Heat? And if you do think he will help, how far do you see the Heat going with adding him and Crowder on the wings uh, down in Miami? I think it was a good pickup, man. I feel like that was a good pickup for the Heat because you adding another veteran with him and um, Jimmy Butler. And then you adding a guy who's who has two rings. Yep. So I think that was a... Uh, oh, you're talking uh, about Eagle Dollar? Yeah, Eagle Three Dollar. Rings. Three rings, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you adding him into that mix with uh with Jimmy Butler with Jimmy Butler yeah. in a in a in a young core. Mm -hmm. So and then the Heat are already playing good ball. I think they they lost like two straight here. If I'm yeah, not three in a row. Yeah, when they on the West night. on their West Coast yeah. swing. So yeah, yeah. um, I know they're gonna get get it back together. Miami been playing good ball all year. Yeah. So I think Jimmy will come in and help them right away. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting how this East is going to go. It's very competitive. It's very competitive in the East. But I think Miami is one of the better teams in the East. Shout out to Fred because he called this before the season started. He did. Uh, as uh, Miami being one of his surprise teams, and mm -hmm. we we're seeing it. And um, yeah, man, I'm 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 excited for Miami with uh, Eagle Dollar. I want to see how they're going to use him and what role. We know that he's going to be uh, the prime defender on the other players uh, on the other team's best mm, best player. So yeah. we know that's going to happen. But yeah, <clears throat> man, I'm excited about uh, him being with Miami Heat. Yeah, I think I think uh, I, th I think it's a good pickup. He's going to he's going to help them defensively. He won't score much, but he's going to help them defensively. He's going to give good leadership. Uh, Miami was going to make the playoffs anyway, so you add him and the Jay Crowder. Uh, to the mix uh, I think that's good Especially on the wings Because Jay Crowder Can still defend You know He's an athletic body He's a big body Who could defend On the perimeter Out there Against the Tatums And the Browns And those and uh, Ben Simmons People who present problems In that area On the basketball floor But I think All in all I think the Miami Heat Honestly I think they remained In the same uh, Number that They have been Before they brought them I mean they're going to be finishing third or fourth in the East, you know, and then, you know, they're going to get out there and make some things happen. I mean, could they sneak into the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm, maybe they could, you know, but all in all, you know, I see them getting out of here in the second round because of what Boston, uh, Toronto, Milwaukee, and I don't even know about Philadelphia, but we're going to get into them in a second. But um, I think it was a good pickup. Pat Riley added again. I think he wanted more leadership, more championship experience in there, and he got that with a three-time champion uh, in Eagle Dollar. But I think an ultimately good pickup uh, for the Miami Heat. All right. And last but not least, man, uh, Drummond. Uh, got traded from Detroit to Cleveland uh, for a uh, pack of Tic Tacs and a water bottle. Um, they really did. <laughs> they really didn't send anything back. Um, Detroit, I guess Man. they were just trying to get off the, uh, excuse me, get off the contract. But uh, we all know what this is about with Drummond. He's going to yeah. finish out the year in Cleveland. And then he'll hit the market. You know, he'll hit the market. He'll get paid. And we'll just go from there. So, I don't really think there's no ramifications of that trade. Just Detroit just trying to get out the contract. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know. The, my, my whole thing about that trade is drumming. Like, what was the purpose of you coming out and saying it's not no loyalty? Bro, you was going to leave anyway at the end of the season. Right. You was going to. You were going to leave anyway. So, you should have kept that tweet in your, in your pocket and <laughs> saved it for something else. Like, there's no loyalty. I have gave Detroit my all. Bro, you was going to haul ass anyway because you're a free. 
agent this year. So you can you should have just kept that. They just got rid of you because they didn't want to have to deal with the if he's going to come back yep. or yep. is he going to be gone. Yep. You know, whatever pack of gum or whatever they got for you. Hopefully, it's something that can help them. Yeah. I I think not, but it is what it is. Just go enjoy your last little bit with with Cleveland. Then you're gonna become a free agent, and hopefully, you can. Go to a team and be yeah. a good piece I for mean, them. Yeah, hopefully Detroit can figure out what to do with that piece of juicy fruit and uh, French vanilla <laughs> coffee uh, that they got for Andre Drummond. But uh, yeah, so I'm already tripping, Black, 40 minutes into the episode. I did not play the NBA theme music. So before we continue on with the NBA, just so any of our listeners won't feel the way, uh, we're going to play uh, our NBA theme, man. <laughs> All right, so we're going to continue our NBA coverage here on the sports desk. So we're going to get into the Los Angeles Lakers, all right? Uh, Black, um, man, the Lakers, man. I think this is going to be a really hard, hard, hard uh, segment talking about our Lakers, man. I'm frustrated, Black. Yeah, me too, man. I'm frustrated with me our too. Lakers, man. So um, let's see, last week with our Lakers, um, let's see what we got going on here. Um, you know what? We lost to the Rockets. We beat the a depleted Warriors team who almost came back to beat us, uh, which was just totally, just totally disgusting to see that comeback almost complete by that Warriors team beating us on Saturday night. But all in all, Black, I guess we could just get right into it, man. I'm not really going to, you know, go there. But how you feeling about the Lakers, man? What are you seeing uh, what you like, what you don't like, you know, just where you, where do you think the Lakers are at this point in the season? Man, I don't know if it's because it's coming All Star break, you know, yeah. the intensity don't seem up, you know, guys just seem like they out there, you know, Kuz looking like he just out there, he need to get rid of that damn blonde hair. I'm getting sick of it. I'm really <laughs> getting sick of it. Like I, I, I don't know what the mood is with the Lakers, man. It's just not right, you know, you. You go out here and you beat the Kings, you you beat the Spurs, okay. You lose to Houston, mm -hmm. then you come back and beat the horrible Warriors by five points, and then it took a dagger three from LeBron at the end to win the game. Like um, <sighs> we should have won that game by thirty. You know they've been struggling all year, but they compete, so they're good. They they compete. They're not good, but they're, they're a team that competes, and we know everyone's going to give it their best to get up and play for the Lakers. I'm just, I'm just not intrigued what's going on right now, D. Like, I'm, we just need something. We need something fresh. And I hope, like you said earlier, I hope that they pull the trigger on this Jr. and Dion Waiters thing. We just need something. I don't know what's going to happen for them to get on this roster. Who they're going to have to let go? They're going to have to cut. But we just need a change. We need something to up this morale. A spark. That we, yeah, we need a spark. I'm sorry, we need a spark. We need something because I'm, I'm just not enjoying what I'm seeing. AD just seemed like he going through the motions. I, I don't know what it is, man. It's just even when they go to the bench, don't even seem like they intrigued by what the coach is saying. I'm like, OK, a lot of these teams, they just being because we better than them. So we'll beat them. But 
you come out and lose to the Houston Rockets, who team was kind of, they trying to figure out what they got going on, just got through with a trade, and then you lose to them. Like, I, I'm not understanding. Like, defensively, we suck right now, defensively. I'm, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, we've, we've allowed over 100 points in the last four games. We've, li- we've li- we have allowed, we allow over 100 points in the last four games that we've played. That's horrible. That is horrible. That's not a good defensive team. But, man, I, I just hope that after All-Star break, the juices will get back flowing right. But, um, yeah, I'm not excited about what I'm seeing, D. Yeah. Um, hold on a minute, player. Yeah, those are my sentiments right now, man. I'm going to play that back. Hold on a minute, player. Yeah, shout out to Ted Long. Um, let me say this before I, you know, go into. I know it's been tough. For the Lakers. A lot's been going on since the passing of Kobe. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, and I know the organization just been going through a lot, you know, and, and, and I totally understand that. I totally understand that. Number two, um, with, 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 man, because I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I want to be sensitive here because I know the ramification of what's going on in Los Angeles right now. But when I look at these stat sheets, man, I don't see effort. That's my problem. If we lose a basketball game, Black, would I be upset? Yeah. But if our effort was not on display, I'm pissed. And that's what's going to take me here to this uh, Houston Rockets game. I get it that they're playing small ball. I get it that it's hard to switch on them. But Anthony Davis had Tucker in the paint 80% of the fourth quarter, and he shot the ball four times. Why are we not getting the ball inside to Anthony Davis so he can capitalize on a 6'6 PJ Tucker? Why, when we coming off screens, LeBron James is in the post, coming off a screen with Russell Westbrook on him in the block? Why are we not giving him the ball? Why are we shooting threes? Like, I don't like what I'm saying. Frank Vogel. This is what I was afraid of, Black, when we had him. This is what I was afraid of. That coaching was going to come into play sooner or later. And I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like what I'm seeing, man. Who is motivating this team? I know we got LeBron James, best player in the world. I know we got Anthony Davis, top five player in the league. That, but you still got a coach. The, I don't want to see Rondo in the Lakers uniform no more. <laughs> no. It's abysmal, man. Yes, it I is. I was so ticked off during that Warriors game. He dribbling, 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 going underneath the rim, dribbling, putting the ball between his legs, stepping back and shooting a three and airballing it. I'm like, fool, what is you doing? What is you doing? You know, I'm just, it's just frustrating to watch him. And shout out to my dog, Cedric Farr, man. He said it best Saturday night. He said, man, I'm just sitting here and, and all I can just keep saying is, it is so frustrating to watch the Lakers right now. And I'm like, man, ditto, man. Say it, hit it right on the head. The correct word for this entire mess right now is frustration. Yeah. And Black, you might be right. All-star break, we've seen it. We've seen it. All-star break gets close. Guys are trying to get a break. You know, guys are trying to get to the midway point of the season. Some people got vacation on their mind. Some people getting ready for the all-star festivities. We seen it. But let me tell you something, man. For you to be up 20 points on a depleted Golden State roster, I mean Golden State Warriors team, up 20. And you let these kids come back. LeBron and AD shouldn't have played in the fourth quarter. (laughs) They shouldn't even play. But they got to play down to the end, and it took Bron doing that crazy step back three from the corner to ice the game. 
I was pissed off. I didn't even tweet Lakers win like I usually do when we do. I didn't even tweet. I just left it how it was. So hopefully we get the All-Star break. Now, we still got two games. We got Phoenix tonight at 1030. And then we got a big game with Denver Wednesday at 10 o'clock on ESPN. Yeah, that's a big that's game. That's a big game. Yeah, that's a big game because if we look at the standards, man, like the standards are getting tight. The they Lakers are. at thirty nine and twelve, but you got the Nuggets at thirty seven and sixteen. You got the Clippers at thirty seven and sixteen. Like that seven eight gap that we had in the West is getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers gonna need home court advantage. Yes, they are. The Lakers gonna need home court advantage going to these playoffs. So what I'm hoping is we get to All Star break, we get rejuvenated. We have a good time. We're able to disconnect. We're able to just get our juices flowing, get Deion Waiters, get J.R. Smith in the fold, and then we get back out there for the second half of the, uh, the season because we still got to play the Clippers twice. They haven't, they haven't said when they're going to reschedule that game, but it's looking like that game is going to be a 3.30 Sunday game somewhere in March where both teams is off. So they're going to reschedule that game that they postponed after the uh, after Kobe passing. So okay. that game is going in the mix now too. So – I, I don't like what I'm seeing, but I'm not going to panic. As far as the trade with Kyle Kuzman, I got a lot of people hit me up last week about what I said about not trading Kuzman. I feel like the Lakers had enough. I still feel that way. You know, I still feel that we have enough. But I think Frank Vogel need to get in his coaching bag. And he need to make the, adjust, the necessary, uh, necessary adjustments to try to get Kuzma out there earlier. Get a better lineup around him. Kyle Kuzma... You can't put him out there with AD and LeBron and, and, and you expect him to be the third option, but then with AD and LeBron go to the bench, you want him to be the first. That's not how it should go in basketball. Like, give Kyle Kuzma a chance to get lathered up and get out there and get going. Now, I will say, I'm sick of Kyle Kuzma being like a days ago on the floor. On the defensive end, he missed a few layups. I don't want to see that no more. We're trying to go for a championship. And when we come out from All-Star, it's time, baby. Yes, it is. Like, all the stuff we did beforehand, it's time. And the great Phil Jackson said something uh, a few years ago when I was watching. uh, He had a little documentary out there. And he said, you know when a basketball team is really capable of winning the championship if they win 40 games before All-Star break? The Lakers are at 39. The Lakers are at 39. But Phil said, if you can win 40 games before the All-Star break, you can win a championship. But guess who else is about to win 40? The Clippers! The Nuggets. These guys about to win 40 games too. The, Mil- the, the Bucks already won 40. <laughs> Milwaukee already they're, they're at 40. Already at 40. <laughs> so I'm looking at it and I was like, oh man, like this is you know, Toronto at 39. Boston at 38. Like this, this, bro, like the, this field is getting a little bit yes, wider in the NBA yes, because it is. we was talking two-team race for a long time. Yes, we was. Uh, it's not a two-team race anymore. It's not. So I'm not gonna panic. I'm not going to overreact, but my patience is being tested. Oh, yeah, definitely. Patience definitely. is being tested, man. So we're definitely going to keep watching our Lakers, man, and we're going to see what's going to be happening there. So hopefully we can get Deion Waiters in there and JR in there before uh, week's end. All right, Black, we're going to transition to NBA All-Star Weekend, man. It, it was so fun, so much fun watching the draft. It was. It uh, was the other it night, was. but uh, some things that came out of the draft was – Giannis general manager skills uh, Picking his team man And I'm sitting there watching the draft And I'm like what is he doing So we're going to read off the teams And then we're going to get into it I wasn't too I wasn't too shocked because he did it last year <laughs> But this, this team he got this year Is crazy It's not really bro. a bad team if you look at it it's overall It's not but going against what Bron got Yeah Yeah <laughs> He put it like this. He got a lot of people who gonna pass him the ball. He he might be the MVP, <laughs> you know. But 
LeBron, Team LeBron, man, his first pick was Anthony Davis. Uh, second pick, Luka Doncic, Harden, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Jokic, Dame Lillard, Chris Paul, Sabonis, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Russell Westbrook. That's Bron's team. And then Giannis's team, he picked Joel Embiid with the number one pick. I was like, what? But I get it. He said, that's his African brother. I understand, okay? Pascal Siakam, same thing. African brother. Okay, I was cool with it. And then you go Kimba, Trey, Bam. Bam was his fifth pick. He having a hell of a year, not dissing Bam. But that's your fifth pick, okay? And then you got uh, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Lowry, Middleton, and Donovan Mitchell. Like, you look at this matchup, Black. If you, if I'm gonna keep it real, like, dog, Tim Brown should win by 15, bro. <laughs> They should bro, win. It's different rules this year, so we can't just say it's going. They okay, gonna win by but, fifteen, bro. You know, but look it, at this. It's, it's a different All Star game. It's it a is. different format this it year. It is. But the starting five, just hear it out. Listen, my, our listeners out there, hear this starting five. If you pay a ticket to go see a basketball game, you walk into the gym, and this is the game you're going to see. Tell me what you think about this: LeBron, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, Black. I just gave you. I just gave you maybe four of the top five players in the league <laughs> on LeBron's team versus Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siaka, Kimba Walker, and Trey Young. What you, what you think we're looking at, Black? I think it's going to be all right. Okay, cool. Let me know what you think, think about look, the teams, man. I, let, me, I, let me know. I just... I. I don't know. I don't, people might say I'm being biased and I don't know what I'm talking about. I think it's going to be exciting, man. Like... These players that uh and B, I mean that uh Giannis Giannis got on his team. They're not they they not bad players. Uh, Siakam doing his thing. Trey Young For doing sure. his thing. Good players. Uh, who 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 else on the team? Uh, Kimba Walker. Start, the, Bam. Kimba Walker. Oh, Bam is starting. No, no, no. Trey, Kimba, Pascal, Joel, and Giannis. Okay. Uh, the only question that I have about his team is Joel because he's been shitty all year. We gonna get but, into uh, it. But we gonna we gonna we finna get into that. Like D said. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I uh I like it like he picked a horrible team last year like um and 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 it was still was a good all-star game you know they made it, it very interesting so i wouldn't be shocked if this one is very interesting then with the rule changes like they're making it more like street ball now mm-hmm. you know it's going to be like street basketball so i think it's going to be very competitive you know okay. it's not like your regular your regular five on five we're gonna play for four quarters it's not that anymore no it's not it's not that anymore so it could get to be competitive and then like shoot Hey, uh, uh, Giannis want the ball. You know, Trey Young gonna throw it. Trey Young can score. He can assist. <laughs> Kimba can score and assist. Yeah. You know, he got those type of guys. Then see out. Uh, uh, so, what's Pascal? Uh, Pascal? Siakam. Sorry, Siakam, Pascal Siakam. Uh, yeah. You know, he, I'm this kid. Like he nice he, man. He he nice he man. Nice, so he nice. He nice. He can do some things as well. And then Greek freak. What can what else can we say about him? He's, right, right. He, he is who he is. So. Right. Yeah, man, I, I I'm intrigued by it. I don't I don't think it was uh I don't think his picks were bad. I okay. think he got a I think he got a good court who's going to do what what Giannis likes to do. You okay. know, so All right. All we're right. going to see. But you know, on the other side, you got like D said, he said four. I'm saying five. Yeah. You got top five scores on this in the league on this team. Yeah. You know, but 
It's not going to be much passing. You know, I don't think it's going to be too much of that. I think okay. whoever getting the ball is going to going to keep the ball and try to score. You know, I uh-huh. we'll see. The only passer on this team is going to be LeBron. Maybe make maybe Luca. Maybe you know we'll see. But it's going to be interesting. His team is by far like hands down like one of the best all teams assembled. This assembled. is a, no. it's, it's it's ridiculous. But just I mean all the way down from from, ball, from one man. to. All the way from the top to the bottom, like right. his Did, team assembled, like Dame Lillard is on his bench, yes. like it's, that's crazy. And Ben Simmons, Tatum, like, Westbrook. I don't understand why Greek Freak didn't get a little over there with him. That would have been awesome. You put him in your five, like I didn't understand that, but it's cool, you know. So we're gonna see what happens. I'm really intrigued by this All Star game with the new format. I think it's going to be highly competitive, and um, be I'm ready to see it. It's yeah. gonna be fun. So I have a live sound of what could potentially take place uh, at the All-Star Game. Yeah, you know, we can see a lot of carnage here, Black, and I'm going to say it. This LeBron team is the best All-Star team assembled ever. Like, I went and did some research today. I Googled, you know, these teams, you know, when Jordan was in the All-Star Game, some some of the teams Kobe was a part of. Like, man, listen, man. Anthony Davis, Luca, Harden, Kawhi are your starters with LeBron. And then on the bench, you got Jokic, Lillard, Paul, Chris Paul, Sabonis, Ben Simmons, Tatum, and Westbrook. That's like two starting fives in like one team. Like, I don't know what them boys going to do when Giannis sit down. I really don't. When Giannis sit down, because what other dog they got out here? They got Jimmy Butler, but he can't stop Harden. <laughs> Jimmy Butler can't do nothing with Luka. I'm just keeping it real. He for sure can't do nothing with Braun. So I hear you, Black. I'm excited to see it. But I'm going to keep it real, man. When I found a score and that buzzer <laughs> go up, man, I fully expect Braun to win by... Bro, it ain't going to be by 50. It's 15, a new format, 20, man. Dog. But they it's gonna a keep, new format. But they're going to keep the score throughout the game, though. They're going to okay, keep the okay. score. But I, man, this thing might get kind of crazy, boy. Because I just couldn't believe it. So I think this is like, man, the best all-star team assembled, man. So our listeners, man, let me know what you think about this Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. I'm excited for it. All-star weekend is one of my favorite weekends in sports. I love all-star Saturday night. Uh, And now they got a Friday night with a celebrity game and the Team USA versus the world. I love that game as well. I I just enjoy. Man, did you see that feel for the celebrity game, man? Like, it's some hoopers in there. I I seen Quavo back. Yeah, Quavo in. I think they got Michael B. Jordan playing in it. Who be hooping. Like, uh, and it it was a few other names that's in it. But they got Stephen A. and... I forgot who the other coach is going to be. Will I, think, Bond. I think it's me, yeah, Mike yeah. Wilbon. Yeah, so Will it's going to be highly interesting. But some of the guys, I can't remember everybody's name off the top of my head, but okay. some of the guys Try that they got in this tournament, they are hoopers for real, like uh-huh. outside of what they do, but they just happen to be celebrities. They can play basketball. So, yeah, man, I'm excited about All-Star Weekend. Like they say, out of all the sports, you look forward to NBA All-Star Weekend. Like it's the best All-Star Weekend out of all the sports. And yeah, I'm man, excited, sure. man. Yeah. Like even the skills championship, I'm ex- yep. I'm intrigued Everything. by that this year. Everything looks good. Yep. Not, not too intrigued with the dunk contest, but we'll see. I'm more excited about the three-point and the skills over the dunk this year. But okay. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, team, you got Team Wilbon, okay? Uh, you got uh, He got Bad Bunny. Uh, 
uh, famous Lowe's uh, basketball comedian on social media. He got Quentin Richardson uh, coming out there. And Stephen A. He got Quavo. Um, he got Darius Miles, Asia Wilson from WNBA, um, uh, Caitlin Oshashi from The Gymnast. I mean, they got some names. Oh, they got Spice Adams on here. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see that. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I, I love it, too. I watch it all. Yeah, I watch why, it all. Who team Michael B. Jordan was on? That, uh, uh, I don't think he on it, Black. He's not on there? I, I, I think he's a... No, I thought my, he was no, on there. No, he's oh, not on okay, here. Okay. He's not on here. Because they showed some footage of him hooping with Quavo. So I, um, no, he's not. He not I on thought here. he was on there this year. No, he's not on here. So okay, Will Bond's okay. assistant coach is common, a rapper common. And then Stephen A's assistant coach is Chance the Rapper because okay. being based out of Chicago. So All right. yeah, it should be a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in uh, 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 seeing uh, what's going to go down. So, yeah, man, like Black was saying, All-Star Weekend is great, man. The three-point contest um, is is, is going to be great. I guess we can stay here for a second and, and and talk about uh, the three-point contest and the dunk contest participants. Let me see if I can pull them up uh, real fast. So the three-point contest, man, this is this is a great field, man. You got uh, Duncan Robinson from the Heat, Trey Young, Damian Lillard, Zach Levine, uh, Devontae Graham, Joe Harris. I think he defended champion, right, Black? De- yeah. Uh, yes, Harris he is. defending champion Buddy Hill and uh, Davis uh, B-Trans uh, is in the three-point contest. So that that should be exciting. And then the dunk contest, you got uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, Dwight Howard, Derrick Jones Jr., who's an amazing dunker. Oh, yes, dunker. he is. And then you got Bucks Pat. He's, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. Pat. I like him. I'm going to go with Dwight, though. you going with Dwight. I'm going to go with Dwight. I'm going to go with Dwight, man. Oh, Dwight man. get real creative, man. I think Dwight going to do something, man, that's going to have people like yeah. – Dropping a jaw and that the white kid, that kid from Miami, nice though, man. Is that that's no, the he kid? Is, oh, he, he this is second one. You know, he won it when he was with OK in OKC. Okay, yeah, this okay. is second dunk contest. So he won it a few years back when he played for OKC. Okay, okay, yeah. But you're right, and Aaron Gordon's good too. Like yeah, he, he's, he's, he's won, won it. it. He's won it. Yeah, he's won it. I think he entered because Dwight was in it. I think they probably did. I think that's why he got in it because Dwight's did. in it because. I don't, they didn't go against each other before, did no, they? No, 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 they no, never no, did. No, okay, no, 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 no. but yeah, it's, it's it could be interesting. I guess because it ain't too star studded, yeah. you know. And I don't know who this kid is from Milwaukee that they put in there. I, I, and I don't know heard either. of him. I don't know, but hey, you like, never know. It, yeah, he might, he might make a name for himself. <laughs> <laughs> he might make a name we gonna for see. himself. We and I hope see. he do. I hope he do for somebody to get an opportunity like this. I hope he does make a name for himself. So I'm rooting for the kid. I hope he can do something. All right, man. So NBA All-Star Saturday night. All right. This Friday, Saturday, and culminating in the All-Star game um, this Sunday on TNT. So y'all catch it all, man. Of course, we'll be talking about it all uh, next week on the Sports Desk. All right, Black. And, uh, something crazy happened in Portland on Friday night. Uh, Dame Lillard was going berserk. Uh, they was going back and forth with the Utah Jazz. Dame went to the cup, uh, went up for a layup. Gold tennis shouldn't be called. Wasn't called cost the Portland Trailblazers a game. They're fighting for their playoff lives right now, trying uh, to get uh, in. Uh, and that was a big game from them too. Huge and, game. So, so what do you think about the referees, man? Just blowing this call, and do you justify Tame Lillard's actions? You know, after that went down, I I justify them totally. Like, cause that was a big game. And Dame had just, I think Dame was on a streak where he hadn't scored so many points straight to bring get them back yep. into that game. Like, into for the refs to blow that call. Cause yep. that call that that basket would have gave them the lead in that game, yep. and potentially could have won that won that basketball game. Mm-hmm. And for them to blow that call like that, and they even said it on Twitter, like that was a blown call that they missed. Like mm-hmm. and like Dame said, man, I don't want to freaking hear that. Y'all should have called, you know, did that in the mm-hmm. game. Like it's too late for that. That's not helping us. Y'all Cost coming us out and said 
that it was y'all didn't make the right call. Um, yeah, man, I, I justify everything went on, man. Emotions high. Yeah, we, we we fighting for a win because we need a win because we trying to get something trying going before All Star break. Like, believe it or not, a lot of these teams want to end off good on going into All Star oh, yeah, break. Momentum and um. Thing, something like that can just mess up your momentum moving forward. Like, and Portland had been winning, they but it was it was nice to see them back, bounce back the other night against and get a heat. win against the Heat. So mm-hmm. that was a that was a big win for them as well. Yep. But yeah, man, um, I totally agree what everything that went on that Dame Lillard did and everything. I I agree. Yeah, yeah Portland is sitting at twenty five and twenty nine. They got a they on a hell of a run right now, man. Trying to get in these playoffs. They got Memphis uh, in front of them at twenty seven and twenty six. So they trying to catch Memphis, man. And uh, um, I think they will catch Memphis. I think it's going to – I ain't going to say that because Memphis is playing well, man. So that's going to be a close one. That's going to be a real close one to see if uh, Portland can catch them. But I agree with Dane. That was crazy, man. That was clear goal 10. Referees, y'all got to do a better job, especially with a team like Portland need everything they can get uh, to make uh, the playoffs, man. But, you know, hopefully that doesn't cost them an opportunity uh, to make the playoffs. But, you know, we'll monitor it closely. All right, real fast, we're going to stop by the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to play a clip from Shaquille O'Neal real fast of him um, expressing how he feels about Joel Embiid's play. Giannis and uh, Embiid is force. Giannis is playing with force, and Embiid is playing SOF capital right here. I'm saying, you know what, I'm not shooting no jumpers. I'm going right at you. Kevin McHale move right there. I don't care who you are. And look, I'm just going at you right now. I'm taking it to your chest. You seven foot, so am I, but you're still too little. Jump hook him to death. And right here on the other end, he's not playing with force. He's looking for the foul. He has a little band-aid on his little hand. Oh, he wants the ref to call the foul. The ref don't cut the foul, so he runs back on defense like a little baby, and then you let this guy score on you. You're playing SOF. I'm not being harsh. That's pretty harsh. No, listen to me. When you go one. Yeah, man. So that was Shaquille O'Neal, man. Uh, he was up there explaining, you know, just how he feel about Joel and B's play, man. But I'm gonna kick it off here, Black, because I picked the 76ers to go to the NBA Finals this year. I just thought they had what they needed. Two perennial All Stars now with Embiid and Simmons. I just thought this would be their year to get to the finals. And now I'm definitely ready. To, well, not ready. I've jumped off the 76ers bandwagon. I jumped off. Like, Joel Embiid is playing atrocious. Like, it's a shame that he is playing the way he is playing. It's, it's downright despicable. You seven foot one with all this talent, man, and you went a game where you went scoreless? Well, you didn't even score a point, bro. Like, you didn't even – he went a game without scoring, Black. Like, what's going on? And I will say this. The clear-cut best player on this team this year is Ben Simmons. He is a consistent player on this team. No matter if he can shoot the jump shot or not, he's, he is defending. He is getting to the rack. And for him not to get any help from Joel Embiid is crazy, man. It is crazy. And rumors have came out, man, that Embiid and Ben Simmons, they don't like each other anymore. Like Ben Simmons, rumor innuendo is that Ben Simmons confronted Joel Embiid after a game. And they got into a quick altercation. and. Al Horford let that be known in the interview where he said, yeah, we got some problems in our locker room. L.M. Brandis came out and said, yeah, you know, we got some things going on, but it's a good problem to have. Like, if that's the case, if Embiid and Ben Simmons can't get back on track, they're not going to be together long. Somebody's going to get traded in the offseason. Either Simmons or Embiid's going to get traded in the offseason if they can't get this together. Brett Brown should have been fired last year. I still don't know why he got a job. Yeah. I understand they lost with the last second shot from Kawhi that bounced and bounced and bounced and went in and allowed Toronto to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
But Brett Brown should have been fired. He's not the answer for the 76ers. He's not. They need another voice. Joel Embiid don't have nobody holding him accountable, Black. Who's holding Embiid accountable? They're playing piss poor. They're not playing well, man. Like, it's a shame that these guys out here playing the way they're playing. Currently, right now, man, the Philadelphia 76ers, man, uh, where are they at? They're the fifth seed in the East at 33 and 21. They are 9 and 19 on the road this year. That's horrible. 9 man. and 19. That is horrible. On the road this year. And they're 22 uh, at home. Well, thank God for the home court because they're 24 and 2 at home. Oh, wow. So that's pretty, that's probably the best in the league. Probably. Probably the best. But 9 and 19 on the road, that's not going to get it. So, Black, what you think about Philadelphia, man, and MB in particular, man? Man, I'm, I'm not even finna go on one person, uh, MB. I'm going to go on the whole team, man. It's just. It's just like to have a that team that was put together like you like D said like we seen them as a team coming out of the East like we all did I think me I think me you and Fred said they they could potentially be the team coming out of the East yep. like it's horrible man like Embiid I don't know what his deal with you know I I could tell like you be you know you you on the sideline on the bench before the game eating burgers uh, McDonald's cheeseburgers double cheeseburgers like not working out not doing anything just laying on your damn back <laughs> like bro get up and do something you know get up and do something work on your game man let's like show your teammates that you intrigue I could I could see why it's problems because like you say Bill, Ben Simmons is playing a lot better like mm-hmm. the shot might not be there he might have not worked on that shot but he's been a little more consistently mm-hmm. consistent on both sides of the ball yeah man so yeah. you gotta respect that like yeah. they gotta get it together man like I don't know what the deal is and then to have a vet like Al Horford come out and, and say what he said like that's not good to me I don't like that no, I don't like good. that because you know Al Horford was in a good situation in he Boston sure you know and then he <laughs> thought he could just be the piece to For get Philly. them over the top in Philly and that's not the case right now nope. like I would I would I feel like if, if the situation uh that is going on right now with these standings. If they have to go to Miami in the first round series, like mm. I'm picking Miami in that series. I'm picking Miami in that you. series. I got you. Because I don't believe in what the Sixers are doing right now. Mm-mm. Like it's it's horrible to watch. And I just hate that my damn Lakers lo- lost to them. Like I, I don't like what I'm seeing out of them. Like it's it's crazy. Like you said, on it's starting to show on the court with Ben Simmons and Embiid. Like they need to get it together. And, and like you said, they need to change. Like that coach should have been gone. Like yeah, he, Brett I don't Brown, really, yeah. they need a bigger name than that. Like because they got a good team, man. And they I, do? and I think the thing that I and I said this to uh, one of my coworkers. I said I just don't agree with what the money that they gave uh, Simmons. Not Simmons. Um, Horford, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. He's I feel definitely like not showing up. He that money that they gave him paid he him. De- he they pay him big money. Yep. And like you could have used that to get a few more shooters yep. in there. Yep. And like, look, bro, I can we can only offer you this much, like, cause yep. we need we need something else, cause you're not consistent. You're not you're not worth a hundred and eighty something million dollars that it's we crazy, gave you. Bro. It's crazy. And you were up and down player, like it's horrible. It's and, crazy. And you can see that because no consistency from him. And then y'all missing with these shooters. Like, it's not no good shooting on this team. Nope. Yeah, y'all got the dude from Miami, but He's only a little piece of it. Like y'all should have did a little better in the offseason. I know you got Horford, but you need to put some more shooting around these guys because you can't you can't depend on Embiid to go out and shoot a three. And he barely won't like like Shaq said. He be, he playing soft. He got a bandaid on his finger. You know why you want him to go out and shoot threes when he can't even get it done in the paint? Like come nah, on, man! Yeah. Like he's just bro. They just need to. 
They need to go into All-Star break, figure this thing out, man, and hopefully, you know, do something in this second half where we can start kind of believing again, like, okay, they could be a team to reckon with in the East, but, like, right now, if it was today, like, if they play Miami, I'm rolling with Miami. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. You know, we'll see if they get it together, man. I just don't like to see it. Embiid should be out here killing, man. Like, he should be killing that, and he's not. And he just needs to take this thing a little bit more serious, man. But we'll see, you know, what happens. All right, so we're going to get out of there, man. We're going to talk a little Kevin Durant real fast. He was on all uh, all the Smoke podcasts uh, with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson on Showtime. Pretty good podcast. Y'all check it out. Um, but he had an interesting clip. Uh, the whole interview was good. The whole interview was good. But I want to play a little clip uh, about when he was exiting uh, out of Golden State. Talk to me about... <laughs> When you, when did you know that your time at Golden State was up? I mean, I knew, I knew just about halfway point through the year. I mean, I just, I could feel, the, I could feel like, you know, it was a separation between the two. It just felt like everybody was just waiting on me to make a decision on free agency, even, you know, from the coaches to my teammates to the media. To just like, it was a narrative like, throughout the season. KD, like, what, what you going to do? It's like January. And I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to hoop. That's all I want to do is play basketball every day. I came in every single day and kept my head down. I didn't say much. I wasn't too excited about much. So my coaches and my teammates thought something was wrong with me. But I was just like, I'm really focused on the end goal, which is to win the third championship in a row. And my methods may not like be welcoming to other people, but it's just how I do things. You know what I'm saying? How I approach the game. And But for the most part, I really enjoyed my time there. I learned a lot about Myself, I learned a lot about the game of basketball, a lot about teamwork and camaraderie that I didn't know. I learned about coaching. I learned about we were building a new arena. I learned about the business side of the mm-hmm. game. Like having dinners with Rick Welch was like fucking phenomenal to me. Like me and Bob were like this. We still like this to this day. The respect that I got for Steph and Clay, like we're gonna be I'm mean, one day be fucking playing golf with Steph at some point in my life, talking about <laughs> these three years and like that. That run that we had in the Bay, like, and I, I'm, I'm not the one to, like, hold a grudge or be mad or just, or not even talk about what we did. It's going to always be on the topic of conversation. Everything I learned in Golden State is always going to be at the top of my mind when I'm talking basketball. No matter if I play there or not, I just happen to want to play for another team. And that's the part where I want to start at. You know, Kevin Durant dealt with a lot of backlash, you know, when he left OKC and went to, uh... Golden State, he became a villain. When KD was in OKC, he wasn't a villain there, never. He was praised, celebrated. Uh, he got a lot of love in the media. He he just got a lot of love everywhere. But as soon as he made that move to Golden State, he became an instant villain, like constantly being ridiculed and attacked. You know, I want to say it was probably right up there with Braun when Braun went to, uh, when he left Cleveland. Not the fact that he went to Miami, just by just leaving Cleveland. Like, Brian wore that villain hat that one year in Miami, and it didn't work. It didn't work, and, and, and it turned him into something that we weren't really familiar seeing. But to kick back to KD, I've always said all along, I didn't like the move to the Warriors, but I wasn't mad because he exercised his right as a free agent to go where he wanted to go. These people recruited him in Golden State to come there. And let's keep it real. If Kevin Durant didn't go to Golden State, they wouldn't be winning titles. Because they couldn't beat LeBron. They wouldn't be Clay and Steph and Draymond was not going to continue to beat LeBron when he had a supporting cast. And we saw that. 
It wasn't going to happen. So they they needed if they wanted to continue to win, they had to get the rent, and that's what they did. And they capitalized. They capitalized with the rent. But I'm a Durant fan. I think he's one of the best scores of all time. So I really appreciated him explaining, you know, his take on everything. Like this is what he just wanted to do. This is what he wanted to do. He had that right to do it. He's a very sensitive guy. And there's nothing wrong with that because I'm sensitive. I'm a sensitive guy. You know what I'm saying? I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So y'all can check that interview out. I'm going to kick it to Black to see what he thought about, you know, the interview uh, with KD on All all uh, all the Smoke. Yeah, man, I enjoyed the interview. Uh, when you sent it to me, I uh, I checked it out. And yeah, man, like you like you said, KD, like... <laughs> I well, I'm gonna say this: the thing with the uh, with the burner phone that was hilarious. hilarious. Like he said, that's gonna always be his yeah. thing with the burner phone. I respect <laughs> that. But seeing KD in that light and seeing him talk, it give you a different perspective about KD. Because yeah, yeah. I was one of the ones that was that was hard on KD about everything. But seeing that interview and everything that he had to go through, and like he said, the media just the media just turned everything around on you. Like yeah. when you this guy, like they, the media don't know me. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm not right, this guy right, that right, they portraying right. me to be. Like right. his whole thing with, with, with the Knicks. He, he, I, he said, I never came out one time <laughs> and even hinted <laughs> at me wanting to go to the Knicks. Yep. Like that was something somebody paid them to come out and, and put in the news. Yep. Like he was like, I don't know what they get the idea from. So if you want to be mad, be mad at the news people, yep. not me. Cause I'm not the one that said it. And like just to see his roller coaster up and down, up and down, man, from yep. everything, from him talking about him, Westbrook, and James Harden, mm-hmm. like he he felt like that could have been something special. Yep. He said they didn't get enough time. He's like, we got in training camp and boom, just like that. James was James gone. was gone. Like we yep. and he said we came in training camp that year just hungry because we wanted to get back after that experience against Miami. So and and then they got all broke up. So yeah, man, it was interesting to see. And then the whole thing with Perk, you know, he's yeah. how Perk was one of his brothers, and for mm-hmm. him to go on and say all that. And uh, Matt, even Matt Bond said he had to hit Perk up on on some like you know personal stuff. Like, bro, like that's your that's supposed to be your brother. Like, yeah. why you why you doing this? And like, KD said, I understand Perk. He he in the new lane now as a reporter, so. He got to say certain things so they so they look at him a certain way. But bro, like we supposed to be brothers. Like I know your kids, your wife. Like I know your family. Like yeah. why you even went that way? And it was just an overall it was good, good. Uh, documentary. I'm I'm a, I think I'm gonna end up watching it again because it was good. Like you say, it give you a whole different perspective about KD and him talking about things you usually won't hear him talk about. It was good. Yeah. So one other nugget that he had on all the Smoke podcast, you know. That kind of got some former players riled up that he said it. Uh, Jalen Rose was pretty upset about this little nugget that KD said. I'm going to read it here because uh, I don't have the audio. So he said, in OKC, I played with a lot of athletes. I didn't play with a lot of skilled guys, not like shooters or ball handlers. I was like, I need a change. And this was before the season even started. I was tired of having to be the only guy that can make threes, make jump shots, and consistently make them. So... I wasn't upset at that. If you look at that OKC OKC team, they defended well. They had rebounding well. But Durant was the only consistent scorer anywhere on the floor. Like, he was the only one. And like he said, he was going into his, what, seventh, eighth year. And he said before the season started, he knew he was out. He knew he was out. But he was going to give it everything he had. Try to win a championship. They was a game away from getting to the NBA Finals again. And who knows what would have happened that year. You know, if OKC would have got to the Finals again. I think he still would have left. I think yeah, he still would have been championship, yeah, he, he would have been like, y'all yeah. got, we got one. I can go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because he had, like he said, he 
he already had made up in his mind when to lose that he was gone. Yeah, so Jalen Rose and folks like that, you know, they they did they didn't really like how he just came out and seemed like he was continuing to throw the OKC under the bus, but he didn't. And I get being a former player, that probably could be a little sensitive, but I wasn't mad at it, man. So you can catch that Kevin Durant um, interview, All the Smoke, on YouTube uh, with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, who are doing a great job. They, they've had a lot of guests on there, and I've been just getting into it, so y'all go check it out. All right, so we're going to come out of the NBA, a whole lot of NBA. It's that time of year, no more football, so y'all been getting a lot of, <laughs> lot of NBA. But we're going to transition into UFC 247 in black. Uh, we might have God a problem. God give me style. God give me grace. God put a smile on my face. God put the smile on my face. God make me shine like the sun. God make me shine like the sun. Sometimes I feel like I'm the one. Sometimes I feel like it I'm the one. I just reach for style, I'm hot, I break it down It ain't my fault You can't break it down The way I break it down Listen, you call me So, Black The champ is here Time's up The champ is here The remix The champ is here He's here The champ is here Black UFC 247, man. It took place this Saturday night from Houston, Texas. We had the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Johnny Bones Jones, defend and retain the light heavyweight strap against a very game Dominic Reyes. Five-round unanimous decision win, Jones, (laughs) over Reyes. So, Black, let's just get right into it. Let's get into the fight. And let's get into the decision. What you think, man? First of all, I want to get into the judges. Mm. Poor ass judges. I'm sorry. Excuse my language. Uh, <laughs> you need to be fired. Dana White, I'm happy you addressed it. Something needs to be done about these judges. Mm-hmm. And they may be young. Like he said, they may be, you know, maybe because they're too young and inexperienced mm-hmm. in this fight game. But unanimous decision? Mm. We didn't see nothing unanimous in that fight. Mm. Nothing unanimous at all. Uh Reyes was game. He surprised me, man. He surprised yeah. me. He had me thinking, oh, okay, uh, we might have a little something here. <laughs> um, and you can tell it was it was it was moments in that fight when John didn't really look like himself. And uh Reyes was I mean, Reyes was doing it with combination kicks, punches. Like he was doing it all, giving uh giving John some fits. Like uh I think a, I think a rematch is warranted in, in, in that fight. Like okay. it was a it it was a really good fight. Unanimous decision is all the way wrong. Um, Reyes, I'm very, I'm very, because if you look at John's last opponents, all of them seemed like they was they were defeated before they even got in the ring. But Reyes, he was gamed. He was game. He came out and just put together, uh, put together a nice game plan uh, for John. But for him to lose unanimous, uh, unanimous decision to John, mm-hmm. that was all the way wrong, and I didn't agree with that at all. Um, let's see. Okay, so last week I said that, you know, John would win this fight and he would win it by a five round decision. Um, I watched this fight very, very closely and a lot of people are upset. They feel like Dominic Reyes should be the new light heavyweight champion of the world. I am not one of those people. All right. 
what I saw from John Jones, and this is going to be the new normal with John Jones in this division. This 205 division, these boys are younger. They're smarter. The evolution of the sport is taking place, and you see it in that division. John Jones won his 15th world title the other night. John Jones has been the light heavyweight champion since 2006. It's 2020. He has he's he was the youngest world champion at 23 years of age. And I've been the one I've been one butchering John Jones, man. But now I've come to my senses, man. I've come to my senses, man. It's like with anything else, any sport It's any sport. What do you think happens, man, when you've been on top for so long? What do you think happens? The next generation of athletes, they're coming. Yeah. You've seen it with Santos. You've seen it with Reyes. You, you see these younger fighters. come. Reyes is bigger than John. Taller. Taller than John. John was bigger than him. But Reyes, he was game. He was throwing kicks. He was throwing back fists. He was throwing punches fluently. Mm-hmm. Like You see the evolution of the sport. Just like John Jones, when he fought Shogun and Rampage and, 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 and Rashad Evans, John Jones is the new guard. He was the new talent that we never seen, and this happening with him. But here's the difference. John is still winning. So I, I'm going to not be so hard on John for two reasons. Because of that. Did John win that fight? He won that fight. But he won it by a split decision. It should have been 50-49 John Jones. Takedowns count. I don't care if Reyes got right back up. John got him down in the third, the fourth, and the fifth round. Hands down, Reyes won the first two rounds. Hands down. He won it. Greg Jackson told John Jones in the fifth round, you need this round. We got to get him to the ground. We got to control the pace in this round. Jackson knew. Wink on John knew that John was in trouble, and he was. I was glued to the TV in that fifth round because I was saying to myself, I said, dog, John about to lose his title on uh, points he about to lose because I thought Reyes would be fresher than John he wasn't Reyes was tied in the fifth round yeah he was you saw in that last minute what he was doing black he was running yeah he yeah. was ducking yeah. running trying not that to tank, get hit that tank was empty he was that done was empty. <laughs> he was done so uh, I, I, I'm not mad about the decision I do I think it should be a re, re, uh, uh, immediate rematch okay fine okay fine you want to see immediate rematch to put him in there again okay fine but black let me ask you was John in any danger versus Reyes? I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say he was in no real danger against Reyes, but Reyes was doing some good things, and John was like, "Oh, and you know, he Reyes had some shots that was landing." So, okay, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was the time in there. John probably maybe was hurt a little, but we didn't. He really didn't show it. Did we see? No, we didn't see. Did, was, <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this: at, at any point of that fight, was John Jones in any trouble of being knocked out? No, never. Not at once. any point in this fight, was John Jones close to being submitted? Nope. At any point in this fight, did Dominic Reyes Reyes control the fight where John Jones couldn't do anything to him? No, he didn't. We didn't see that, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't see none of that. Do you guys want to know what a unanimous title uh, a title fight? Do you want to know an example of that? When Kamar Usman beat Tyron Woodley for the welterweight strap, he did what, Black? 
won every round uh, decisively. Was decisively. There, was there anything to talk about after we saw Usman? No, beat it was not. We already knew. Uh, we already knew. Maybe in the third or fourth round that it was over. Should have been. He was <laughs> and named the brand new welterweight champion. Correct, right? Yeah. Okay, so all you MMA fans out there who are screaming and hollering, and, and, and my dog Bascott, Freddie Bricks, all y'all out there, as soon as I walk in the door yesterday to do the Reduce Lunch podcast, Fred Rez one dog, Rez one dog, Fred just, I said, nah, bro, he didn't win. Like, we going back and forth. He didn't win. He showed a lot of things in the fight, but that doesn't mean you should be the new world champion. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm sick of John Jones fighting at 205. Me he need to be a heavyweight. He need to be fighting Francis Nagano. He need to be fighting Steve Papiotich. He needs to be up there fighting in the heavyweight division. But I see what John doing. And I you see know, what he's doing. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I got to thinking about this too, man. I'm like, man, like, I was looking at what Reyes was doing and the stuff that he was landing on John. He was landing some good he stuff did, on he John. Did, he did. He and did. I, and I got to thinking, D, about a. Uh, Francis landing that stuff and uh Miochik landing that stuff. Like, is John really ready to handle that heavyweight punch or that heavyweight power? I feel you. Is he ready to go there? Is I that why you. he's holding on so long to this 205 thing? Like, I understand he said he want to do more. I would be more intrigued with him doing a catchweight fight with Israel uh, Asanya. Is- Israel and Asanya, Asanya because yeah. I would be very concerned that. If a John fought a Francis Sagano at Ooh, heavyweight. Okay. And with some of the stuff Reyes was hitting him with, let's really think about if Francis hit him with some of that. You could potentially sleep. be talking about him going to sleep. Sleep. Like, I don't know if John ready to go to heavyweight to fight. Okay. I, I can you. understand if he go to heavyweight and fight some. Let's just say Miyoshik lose if he fight if he fights Daniel Cormier again and he lose to Cormier, lose the belt to him. I could see John going to heavyweight then to fight Cormier because he can beat Cormier. For sure, at heavyweight. But I don't know if he can beat a Miochik or a Francis or one of those powerful guys like you. that. I don't I know you. if he can do that. I got you. Me personally, I understand if he goes there, whatever happens with Miochik, if he's he gonna fight Daniel Cormier, whatever he gets right, the winner right, right, out right. of that. But I'll be more intrigued with him fighting Adesanya at a catch weight. Not even for a belt. That's going to be a super fight if it's for a belt or not. I'm more intrigued by that than him going to heavyweight. Okay, I'm fine with that too. I'm fine with that too. I'm looking at the 205 division. Who's who's there? He didn't beat everybody. Who's there? You got this new young talent coming about. Okay, fine. But come on, John. It's time to make a move. So, Black, I'm not going to give him a pass of wondering what's going to happen to him if he fight Nagano, if he fight Miotic. Conor McGregor fought Nate Diaz at 170. Conor McGregor fought Cowboy Cerrone at 170. He came into the UFC at 145 That's pounds. heavyweight, though, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. The class is different, though. When you go up in class, no matter what, you're going up. You're going up. And I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Daniel Cormier is a small heavyweight. Yes, he is. He knocked out Stipe Miotic. Cole, <laughs> Stipe was sleeping. He, he beat Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis he is a did. mountain of a man. I, and, and I didn't think about that. Yeah, that kind of you. Now that you said that, you like, well, okay, yeah, like, man, we see yeah. it. These guys are going up in weight. So, like John, like you, you the go. I'm never gonna say you're not the greatest because you are. Like what you doing? We haven't seen. And I guess I want to correct something real fast. John won the title in March of 2011, not 2006. But still, still, 
That's what uh, Still That's still what over Almost 12 10 years. years Yeah 10 years Almost 12 years yeah. yeah like come on man Like this man is one of the greats And Reyes was game If we get a rematch Would I be mad with Reyes No I wouldn't be mad Would I watch it Yeah Yeah I would watch it But John Jones won that fight Ladies and gentlemen MMA listeners of our show um, Bascot Freddie Bricks Dominic Reyes did not beat John Jones He did not deserve to be named 205 champion. But I'm going to say this like Dana White and Dana White, if you happen to hear this any type of way, I don't know if you just will. Happen to hear this. You have to get this next fight right with John. Like uh-huh. I just don't want to see if you want to put Reyes in there, you got to really look and see if it's something that can this I believe this guy can beat John. Yeah. Like if you don't see it, then you don't need to do it. You need to be setting up something big for John because he's like they say one of the greatest of all time or the greatest we calling him the greatest to do it the goat. and he has no major big fight other than Daniel Cormier to lean his hat on nope to lean his hat on he nope. needs something big for his career yeah something big and then like he said in his interview a lot of that stuff in the past he done put behind him he ready for the future give this man something big he didn't cleared out this 205 division twice 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 already he needs something big if it's him going to heavyweight or it's him at a catch weight with uh Adesanya. you need to make something big happen for john because i'm we're going to continue to call him the greatest but we're going to say well he was the greatest 205 fighter of all time yeah yeah not just a, like when we talk about mcgregor we're going to say McGregor's the greatest all time and he did it everywhere. Everywhere, no matter what. Everywhere. He went to, he, he went from 45, well, 45, He went from 45 all the way up to 55, 170. Beat them all there. And beat them all. If he, if, if he, if he, I think McGregor crazy enough, he might go to one, He might go to 185. I think he that crazy. He'll do something like that, but I wouldn't want to see it. Yeah. But, He's he's moving. He's doing stuff. Y'all doing this for McGregor. Let John do something. Let him do something. I don't I know agree. if it's on on John's part or where he ain't ready to pull the trigger. Is y'all not ready to pull the trigger? But what do you want to see? You want him to sit here for another ten years and nah. clean this division out again? Nah. I don't want to see that. It's time, and then man. you're gonna have then when he's the main card. When he's the main card, people are gonna be like, oh, I ain't gonna buy that. I don't want to see John fight just another 205-er and destroy him or beat him unanimous. We not want to see that. I don't want to see it anymore. I want to see a big fight for John. It's time, man. Like you said, Black, don't get me wrong. The Cormier uh, fights were huge and, and blockbuster because what they brought to the table. But you got to go back to when John was first getting into championship fights. When he fought, when he beat Shogun, then he fought Rashad, then he fought Rampage, and he fought Machida. Like, those were all like, wow, like John is really going against going up against some of the great 205 and we was at that fight with Rashad and yeah. that crowd was insane in Atlanta, we went to that. In Atlanta that, yeah. it was crazy that was a huge fight it was a for huge John. fight but we haven't like he, he shouldn't have fought Anthony Smith <laughs> that was a main event fight no don't get me wrong Santos game and I would like to see John fight Santos again he tore his ACL he tore his ACL in the second round but we'll see I think all in all like Black said John is a GOAT man One of, he is the greatest 205 pound champion ever but for me personally, if we're going to submit him as the greatest of all time, which he is right now, I'm not saying that John is not the greatest of all time. I want to see if he don't fight Francis Nagano, if he don't fight Steve Pabiotich, if he don't fight Israel Adesanya, dog, like I'm going to make it very difficult for any John Jones fans to talk to me. I'm going to make it difficult for you. I totally agree. I'm going to make it difficult for you. So we'll see what's next for John. John says he want to fight. Rather quickly again, Adesanya's fight is next month. 
Out of science fighters next month in March. Matter of fact, it's in another two, two to three weeks, man. He's fighting early in March against uh, Romero, which is a, a dangerous fight. Yeah. I, and we're going to talk about that later down the line, but I'm not even sure if Adesanya is going to be champion after that fight. I ain't sure that he will, but we going to see. That's a tough fight. That's that a tough he's fight. He's a monster. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get closer and closer. So, um, yeah, man. So, yeah, that's it for UFC 247. I will be remiss if we don't uh, mention, um, man. Oh, you got to. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Um, Valentina that's Shishanko, man. crazy, man. Like She is so, so good. And, 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 she is and, so good, man. And the rumors, and the rumors are yeah. uh, Nunez and her three. And let me tell you something right now. What you going to tell me? Let me tell you something right now. Uh-huh. That fight okay. right there. Yeah. It's gonna be big. Yeah, it's probably the greatest it's female fight of all time. It's gonna be big because I understand. <laughs> I don't know, man. She didn't got better. She didn't got better. A lot. She, she didn't got a lot better, and it'll be. It's gonna. I will. I would. I will want Nunes to win that fight, but I just don't know. Like Valentina being on his tear, hurting people bad, hurting people badly. <laughs> like she's not going decision with nobody. Getting you out of here. She getting you out of here, and Nunes as well. She, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. she 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 the goat she, for winning. She the greatest of all time. She the greatest of all time. But them two can lie and for a third time. I understand the first two. I understand it. She got it twice. But for a third time, like I feel like we could have some fireworks and something special happen here. Dana's gonna do a fight. That fight's gonna happen. <laughs> it got. She, it she has to happen. Nunez, it's, it's gonna happen. It's a big money fight. That's a paper. That's a headlining pay per view type of. Matchup. Um, I don't know if it'll happen this year. I don't know if it will. But Joe Rogan was screaming during the uh during the telecast of UFC 247. Who's who's left for her? Nobody. In her division. She just beat the top. She beat the top girl there. Yeah, she just knocked so who, out TKO'd her. So what who who who's next? <laughs> Amanda got some Amanda got some 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 competition uh on her table. Um she still you know, I don't know what's gonna happen with that 145 uh title. So, so she's we'll going to defend both. Yeah, she said she's going to defend both oh, okay. simultaneously. So, okay. you know, we'll see. We'll see. But shout out to Shashanko, man. She is a bad, bad woman. Very vicious, impressive victory, man. Fast, powerful, strong. You know, it's 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 a treat to see uh when she's in there doing her thing. So shout out to her. So that's a wrap up on UFC 247. Uh all in all, very decent card, man. Love MMA here at the Sports Test, man. So and any of our listeners who disagree with anything on the John Jones take, hey. Y'all hit us up. We will be more than likely to oblige uh, whatever you have to say. All right. So we're going to transition into we're going to stop by the XFL and the NFL for one quick second. Black, the XFL was this weekend, man. Uh, I checked out a couple games. I know you did. Uh, what did you think about the product on the field with the XFL making this return? It Benny was, Mac? It was, it was, it was really uh, impressive to watch. It, it was, was, decent, it was yeah. intriguing. Yeah. You know, it kept you, it kept you locked in. I like some of the rules, and I really feel like the NFL might steal some of these rules. <laughs> Probably but the uh, the kickoff, uh, uh, the, the the kickoff. Yeah. The player has to touch the ball first, so they can move. Like I, before they can move, yeah. I like that. I yeah. like that. That's something that will help the NFL with concussions and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. And then the uh, the uh, extra point thing is very interesting too. Is, like if you is. don't want to take the one point. You can move back five yards and do two. And mm-hmm. I think if you want to do three points, you move back, what, 10 yards or fun, something like yeah, that? Very fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting what they're doing with it. But man, like these guys, I mean, they hitting, like they <laughs> they doing it all. Like, yeah. But uh, overall, like one of the teams I watched this weekend, uh, Houston, they look 
good. They this Houston team, they look uh, real good. Shout out to my guy Kermit Whitfield, man, from Florida State doing his thing for mm-hmm. Houston. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm excited about it. I'm I'm going I'm going I'm I'm going to keep watching and see you know where it goes where it happened. And I've been hearing on the radio people been talking about will it last? Will it do this? It's Vince McMahon. His pockets go real deep. Uh-huh. You know, real deep. Big in You know, those pockets are big. Vinnie so Mac. it will not be canceled. Y'all can forget about that. This nah. man got deals with ABC, ESPN, and, and Fox. Fox. Come on now. This like legit. This, legit. this is legit. Like yeah. it's going to be around. We're going to see it for more than one season. Yeah, I think like, so. Like it's going to be here. But yeah. I'm excited, man, for these guys getting a, se- a second opportunity. It was good to see like Cardell Jones mm-hmm. and Aaron, Matt and Elam and like, like all those guys, Murray and uh I see uh, the t- a team that played Saturday got B.J. Daniels sitting on the bench from the USFO mm-hmm. uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is he on the bench? Why he like, not playing? He, he should be playing. And yeah. they got this scrub player as the quarterback. Like, <laughs> some dude named Silver. I've never heard of him in my life. My dad said he went to Troy, but I've never heard of him. But right. B- they got B.J. Daniels playing behind this guy. Yeah. I'm like, what are Put y'all doing? Put him in. B.J. Daniels was a monster at USF. Mm-hmm. A monster. So, it was exciting, man, to see some of the players that were really good in college, but didn't translate to the NFL as well. See them get a second chance uh, in the XFL. Right. Yeah, I thought it was a good product, man. I, I watched a few of the games uh, this weekend. I like how it looked. It was much better, better football, uh, much organized, a lot of NFL talent, a lot of NFL former head coaches and assistant coaches out there. Um, the telecast was former NFL players. We know the first time around the XFL, you know, Vince was just trying something, man, and it was very, very, very wild uh, the first time around with the XFL and they didn't last but I think Vince he, and he said this in an interview he wants this really bad he said he know he'll never compete with the NFL but that's not what he's here to do he's here to create another league for all of these talented players who just don't get a shot like the CFL I don't know nothing about the CFL these guys don't want to go and play in Canada. They want to play right here. And Vince is hell-bent and determined on making this a product that is, one, watchable, entertainable, and, two, that it can be sustained. And I and, and from what I saw the first weekend, it looks like they're going to be around, man, because you know what? Everybody don't make it to the NFL. They don't. They don't. And a lot of these guys' careers end very fast. And if they go to the XFL and make $250,000 a year, why not? Why not? You know, and this is going to catapult guys to get opportunities to get back into the NFL. We know how it goes. Yeah, NFL teams were watching this past weekend, and then you see they you was know, watching. You know what else they did say, and I could and I could really see in this happening with college football. They say the XFL. A lot of that transfer portal stuff might stop with the XFL because some of these guys might be like, you know what. I can go play in the XFL, make three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, however much, and why go transfer to another school to get my numbers up to go try to go? Even though we know the NFL is the oh, high yeah, standard, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. some of these guys may, you know, may not be so quick to transfer to another school and hope one year or catapult them to go to the NFL. They say that the, the XFL would be a, a lot of those guys will look at the XFL if they know that they the opportunity in the NFL. May not be what it's supposed to. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy Charles. Shout out Charles Evans, my boy. Um, we were talking about this the other day. And I think when you get away from the high-profile college football player, like when Jalen Hurts was on the move, like somebody like Hurts went from Alabama to uh, Oklahoma, we'll continue to see that. But when you got guys whose stock is maybe like fifth, sixth, seventh round, I think those would be the guys that be like, you yeah, know what? I agree. I don't really know if I'm going to pan out here at Florida or Michigan or something like that. Maybe I can go to the XFL, get around some NFL coaching, get around some NFL players and personnel, get my stock up, make a quick 100000 
and then enter the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I think we'll see because this product is legit. Yeah, it's legit. Like they're playing in these stadiums. Like you see the uniforms, oh, you the see the uniforms telecast. Look, they look nice. Legit. Yeah, they nice. Looks so nice. I'm rooting for the XFL. And you know, when NFL is over, you know, we don't get football for a long I'm time. I'm kind of happy we got it, man. Yeah, we like, don't get yeah, football yeah, for a yeah. long time with then, college and, and NFL leaving. We don't get it. So to see this product. Out here on the field I'm going to be tuned in To see You know What they have To offer us Week in and week out Man so and, It looks good out there And I've seen a lot of people On Twitter saying You know Where are they playing These games at like, Some of these games Are being played In uh, MLS Soccer, soccer stadiums, stadiums And then some Some of the more high, Higher profile teams. XFL teams Are playing in NFL like not New York like like NFL stadiums yeah. if if I'm not mistaken yeah. but yeah like that's what a lot they're holding a lot of these games out are at uh MLS uh soccer stadium yeah and I think it's a good look yeah I, it think, is. I think it's good I yeah. think it's good so yeah we'll keep an eye out on the XFL so we're gonna transition to the NFL for one second we have one topic there and it pertains to me so uh let's go So let's get into the National Football League. There was a rumor out there today, Black, and a lot of media outlets were talking about it. Fox, ESPN. I was kind of mad my guys Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp were off today, so they want no undisputed because I was really ready to hear what they had to say. But this rumor is gaining steam, man. So apparently from from, uh, Chris Mortensen was the first one to put it out there. That Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys are going to make a run at Tom Brady. The rumor is that they are willing to bring in Brady for two years and trade Dak Prescott to make room for Tom Brady. Now, Black, if you don't mind, I'm going to kick this off here and I'm going to give my sentiments on this bizarre news that I heard today. No disrespect to Tom Brady. He's the GOAT, the greatest football player to ever play. Six Super Bowl championships, eight Super Bowl appearances, MVPs, all that. Just a warrior, man. Respect Tom Brady. I respect you, Tom. But, Tom, I don't want you in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. I am not willing to let go of Dak Prescott, a 25-year-old quarterback to bring in a 41-year-old quarterback because he got mystique? Because he's won before? Jerry, you're going to think about trading Dak away? Dak is a solid quarterback. Top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And we're going to trade him away to bring in Tom Brady for two seasons? Now, deep down inside Black, I think this is a very real possibility. I think this is a very real possibility, and it will be the biggest mistake Jerry Jones makes. Now, if you bring in Tom Brady and Tom comes in and gets the Super Bowl, then I'll shut up. (laughs) Then I'll shut up. But I don't see it. I know Tom is looking for a situation where he has weapons, and Dallas could be one of those situations. I get it. Zeke, Coop. Like, uh, I get it. Like, the defense, I get it. There's talent there, but Jerry, don't do this, dog. 
Don't do this, dog. And it looked like, man, these rumors are getting louder. Dak has came out and said he is frustrated. Dak has came out and said he will not play under the franchise tag next year. He will not show up to training camp, off-season workouts. This is a bad sign in Dallas. We got a brand new coach. We got a brand new system. We got brand new everything. We don't need this happening. Dak Prescott should have been signed last year. It was not his fault that the Dallas Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. It's a 16-game season. Of course, Dak had his up and downs, but it is not his fault that the defense gave up 40. It is not his fault that we were down to Green Bay 30-3 in the first quarter. That's not Dak Prescott's fault. So, Jerry, Jerry, if you just so happen to hear this, Stephen, Mike McCarthy, if y'all just so happen to hear this, let's be logical here. You don't trade away a top 10 quarterback that's 25 years old and bring in a 41-year-old quarterback, man. Brady wasn't the same last year. We seen what we saw. We saw it. We saw it. Nobody don't want to admit it. I don't hear none of you boys out there talking about it. But he wasn't the same, man. He wasn't the same last year. Why? Because he's 41 years old. He's 41. So, Black, what you think about it, man? What you think about the room and the possibility, man? I don't like it either, man. I just, I want them to re-sign Dak, but Dak been a little greedy, man. He's been a little greedy. Why you say that? The deal that was on the table was a hell of a deal, man. It was a hell of a deal. Like, you was going to make almost close, what, to 200-something million, and you turned that down? Well, well, no, that was not a real deal. That wasn't a real deal. deal. That wasn't Shannon Sharp came out and said that. His sources say that was not offered to Dak Prescott. Okay. Uh, that was not offered. Anyway, like, I understand you trying to get paid Dak. Ben, he would have been took 200, Black. <laughs> Dak, I understand it. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, I, I just don't want it to be Brady. But I don't, the way I'm thinking, because I know how. I've seen how Mike McCarthy is. He Uh likes to bring in his type of guy, groom him, Aaron Rodgers, groom him, and then get him, let him take over, let him take over the reins. Uh, I could see them going down the path of maybe drafting somebody like a Justin Herbert, someone like that, groom him. But I don't know what's going to happen with Dak. Dak is 25. He's 25. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's something with uh, Mike McCarthy with with Dak. Maybe it's Jerry. It's Jerry. We don't know. We don't know that it's Jerry. We don't know. Mike. We we we've seen Mike McCarthy in this league for a lot of years. But he's only had one quarterback. Yeah. He's had no, one he, quarterback. He had, he had Brett Favre too for okay, a little, okay. for he had a little while. For two years. He had Brett Favre for two years. But, but he had man, this is it, Jerry, dog. It is, and and Dak's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not okay, Aaron he Rodgers. Not, but he's a top ten you know, quarterback. He's twenty five. Yeah, he is. But I, I honestly feel like if if a deal was going to get done with Dak, it would have been done. I would have been done. It's ridiculous, man. And to see what's going to happen, like you could man. potentially go from having Dak to maybe a Tom Brady, like. <sighs> It would be nice if he gets you. Let's say he gets you two two rings in those two years he there. Like D said, I'll be happy. I'll be ecstatic. But can he really at his age? We saw we, it. We've we've seen it. We've seen it maybe a few times in the career with with Peyton Manning. But Peyton Manning was still in his thirties. Right. He you know 40. he wasn't forty, and then he looked horrible in his thirties last year. His, his last, last year. Season. So, but he won a ring on on the strength of his defense. Got him there. But like. 
I don't know, man. They have to resign Dak. Like they have to find. They have to do something. Get the kid. Like we can't help what the market is now. We no, really we can't. can't. Help. We, we can't, can't help that. We can't. And potentially Dak is going to be a, a top five highest paid quarterback in this league Facts. whenever he signs. Facts. But uh, if you're putting it on, his numbers has improved every year. He's been the quarterback of every the Dallas season of the Dallas Cowboys. Come like on, you man. said, you can't put it all on him. It, it, whenever the offense is in there, they're moving the ball. People question what happened last year against Philly and all these second stringers he played against and all these guys yeah. off the street that he played against. What, where was Dak in that game and those games? And I understand. People have questions of him making so much money and not being able to get his team to the promised land. I understand. But, you have to keep chugging along here. It's the NFL. You have to keep chugging along. Young player, you man. You know, uh, you got you to gotta shrew up some things. So, I'm interested to see what's going to happen because I had it made up in my mind when I was looking at the draft, seeing who would take who. I would just I just knew that the Cowboys were going to take a top-notch safety some type of way in this draft. Yeah. I just knew it. But now... You're thinking that they're going to take a quarterback because Dak's not here. It's crazy. Are they, what are they going to do? Like with that pick now, they have a, a top 16 pick. It's crazy. And like, what are they going to do with it? That's At crazy. first, you would have said it's got to be defense because defense struggled so bad this year. But now you're thinking this is going to be a quarterback. Is it going to be a Justin Herbert? Maybe one know. of these guys who fall know, in the draft. You know. never know. But know. Tom Brady being there. If it's something that could work, like D said, okay, if you can get a ring out of it, okay, I'll be happy. But if you look at uh, for the long term, you need to resign Dak. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, don't do this. Don't, do not do this. Don't do this, Jerry, if you just so happen to hear this. All right, man. So we're going to get out of there, man. I just had to, I had to speak on it, man, because that room has been running around for like two days now. All right. So <laughs> I just wanted to kind of speak on it. Are right, we going to transition to the WWE for a quick second? Right, man. So we haven't talked WWE in a minute, man. It's been a couple weeks, and you know, our wrestling fans, hey, we, we apologize for that, man. But we got a quite a bit to cover in, in this block right here of, of the sports desk. So, Black, let's get right into the uh, I guess the bombshell over the past week in the WWE, something I wasn't expecting, man. Um, this past Friday night on SmackDown, they have been hyping that Goldberg was going to be appearing. Uh, Superstar Showdown is coming up again in Saudi Arabia. Um, this is an event that, you know, has been successful in WWE, and they always tend to try to do some special things when they go over there for those fans, man. So this past Friday night on SmackDown, Goldberg appeared. You know, he was chit-chatting. Rumors were out there that he was going to have a match there. Um, and um, the unexpected happened. Uh, for me, but before we dive in, I'm going to play uh, the the clip of what happened on SmackDown. It was very entertaining, and and I loved it. Bascot, I'll call you in a second, sir. All right, so uh, I'm going to play this clip, and uh, we'll get into what took place. We interrupt this broadcast for an important message from Firefly Funhouse News. Newsbreak. Oh, sorry about that. Oh man, I apologize. 
Yowie Wow, and welcome to a special broadcast of Firefly Funhouse News. Now, breaking news out of SmackDown is William Goldberg is reportedly thinking about challenging The Fiend for the Universal Championship. <laughs> oh, Billy. <laughs> but that's bad news for Bill because the word on the street is that he accepts. Now, let's go to Mercy the Buzzard with the weather. It'll be a cold day in hell before he loses the Universal Championship. Thanks, Mercy. Now, we understand that Mr. Goldberg is standing by. Bill? Bill, are you there? Bill? 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 Oh, now. Mr. Goldberg. Dude, I ain't falling for your tricks and save your energy. Intimidation ain't gonna work on me. Well, then take my advice. The only thing I'm taking from you is the Universal Championship. So here's your breaking news. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, you're next! Well... That wasn't very nice. Let me in. So yeah, that was this past Friday night on SmackDown, man. Great segment, man, between Wyatt and then Goldberg, man. I was very intrigued, man. I was I was Here. excited to see it, man. And the way the way WWE rolled it out with this with this matchup between these two at Superstar Showdown got me excited, man. Like this the the the, the, the whole uh, fire. Funhouse news report with man, Bray Wyatt with the tie, with the tie, and then you know the accepting the challenge of Goldberg, which is very very dope, man. So I'm excited to see it. I wonder what's gonna look like. Goldberg did look pretty good his last outing, and um, it's gonna be interesting to see what the WWE does with this match. Like I don't think it could be something regular because who knows the next time we're gonna see uh, Bill Goldberg. So Black, what did you think about this? What what do you think about the match taking place? And what do you think about the segment that we just heard? Yeah, man, the segment was cool, man. I enjoyed that. Like anytime the fiend does anything, man, you you gotta lock in because it's 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 getting it's getting to the point where it's must see. Yeah, it's it's must see. You must see it. But man, I wasn't expecting it to be the fiend. Honestly, I wasn't expecting no. that. Threw me for a loop. Yeah. Like, but uh, man, I'm going to. This is going to be my first uh, showdown, whatever it's called, superstar show, superstar yeah. showdown watching because I want to see this. I want to see. How the, how the product is going to look in the ring. I want to see how Goldberg is going to look. Like he said, he looked very good on his last outing. He did. And we know what the Fiend brings to the table. Yes, so sir. it's going to be very interesting to see leading up. Because I, I don't... When is, when, when is it? I'll get the date real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly when it was. But I know leading up to... Uh, Super Super Sunday Showdown That is going to be Some stuff going on On Smackdown So it's going to be Really intriguing To see what happens Man I'm excited about This Goldberg and Fiend Match uh, uh, at Super Showdown It could it, it could it, it could potentially Be the best match Of that pay-per-view Yeah man I just I just didn't expect it I just I just did not Expect it man And um Man it's It's just, it's just exciting Like Goldberg was one of those guys You know we looked up to As, as kids And you know We just had a good time uh, watching it, watching him perform, and to see him get a shot at the hottest 
uh, the hottest character in wrestling right now, man. Like that's 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 just very 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 dope, man. So um, I think Superstar Showdown is in a couple of weeks, I believe, man. I don't have the date right in front of me, but it's in a couple of weeks, man. But I think they got like two or three weeks to prepare uh, for this uh, uh, pay-per-view, man. But it's going to be interesting what uh, Bray Wyatt does. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going to be his angle to, you know, to get at uh, Bill, to get at Goldberg? Man, that's what I'm I'm interested to see, man. So, Super Superstar, Super Showdown is February 27th, all right, in a couple oh, okay. weeks. Okay. February 27th in a couple weeks, man. So, we'll see what goes down there. Okay, so we want to transition into um, the Royal Rumble took place a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get a chance to cover it. Congratulations to Drew McIntyre and Charlotte Flair for winning the Rumble. Uh, Drew McIntyre has already chose his opponent. Uh, and it is Brock Lesnar. He's going to go out to the WWE Championship in Tampa at WrestleMania 36 in March. Uh, so, Black, did you like McIntyre winning it? Uh, how do you feel about McIntyre getting, finally getting his shot? Well, man, we was on the phone while this was going on. Yeah. So, it was really interesting to see... Uh to see how it was going because Brock was killing. We oh, was like, man. man, me and D was on the phone, but like, bro, you see what Brock is doing? Yeah, impressive. And it was like when McIntyre came in, we both said, Well, bro, let's see if McIntyre do something. Like, <laughs> he didn't have this thing going on where it may be time for him to have a little run, yeah, a run and, yeah. and something going on. And bro, <laughs> the way he kicked Brock. Out of that ring, bro. <laughs> that it was classic, bro. That Claiborne kicked him clean out of the ring, bro. It was like, impressive. And we knew that they was finna build yeah, on from yeah, that. Yeah. We knew it was coming. We knew they was going to build on from it. And the way that they took it into Raw with yeah. him, it it was it was just classic to watch. And and him wasting no time letting it be known he won't Goldberg. I love that. You know, he didn't waste Lesnar, no time. Lesnar. I mean, I mean Lesnar. Yeah. He wasted no time into uh, yeah. letting them know who he wanted. But yeah. I think we're going to be in for something good with McIntyre and Brock. Brock Lesnar, yeah. But man, I the rest, I the Royal Rumble, it was it was on point. I was impressed with everything with uh with with the Royal Rumble, like mm-hmm. seeing Brock do seeing Brock do what he did. I think he tied tied the record for most eliminations eliminations yeah. by one person. Mm-hmm. So that was big for Brock. And then to see McIntyre uh, come in and then you know get the win by eliminating uh, uh, Roman Reigns mm-hmm. to uh, to win it, it was it was really impressive. I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Royal Rumble was great, man. It was it was really good, really good, man. Uh, shout out to McIntyre. It's his time. He's been in business a long time. Um, I'm excited for him, man. I think he deserves this opportunity, man. And and WWE does a great job of 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 getting the next superstar up. You know, they did it with Kofi. They're doing it this year with McIntyre. Like, I like what I'm seeing. I think McIntyre and Brock is going to be a great match. The one thing I will say about Lesnar, he doesn't get a lot of cr- credit for. He's great in the ring. He's an amazing performer. He's athletic still at oh, at 40 years old, as big as he is. He is great in the ring and matching McIntyre. Um, his athleticism, what he can do, I think it's going to be special, man. And I'm going to be watching that. Uh, we're going to be watching that very closely to see how it unfolds. Charlotte Flair wins her uh, wins the Women's Royal Rumble, and Black, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. At first, I was like, "Wow, she's is she going to face Bailey at WrestleMania? Don't want to see that. Is it going? To, is she going to face Becky Lynch? I mean, I would watch it, but we've seen them go at it back and forth, back and forth. They would have to really try to do something special there." But I did not see them 
interjecting the NXT Women's Champion into the fold here with uh, Rhea Ripley, who is very exciting. So, any of our listeners, she is the NXT Women's Champion. I've watched her a few times. Uh, she was great at Survivor Series with Team WWE versus Team yes, NXT. Like, she is very exciting. She is the current Women's Champion. I hope that it's Charlotte Flair versus Ripley at WrestleMania for the NXT Championship. I think that would be big. That would be a big introduction to this new wave of talent. Ripley is on the rise, and you have the greatest female wrestler of all time, top five wrestler period right now, and Charlotte Flair in the mix. She was on NXT last uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and it was great to see her back in NXT. That's where Charlotte comes from. Mm -hmm. So I think the WWE has something here, man. They should build this and build this and let this moment happen with Charlotte and Rhea for the NXT Women's Championship uh, at Mania. So, Black, what do you think about you know Charlotte potentially doing that? Yeah, man, I think that'd be a big deal. And then, like, like you said, Rita Ripley, mm-hmm. like she, she's up and coming. She's up and coming, man. Very good. So it would be good to see her in a spotlight like WrestleMania. Yeah, because those guys from NXT, they don't get a chance to really no. compete in WrestleMania. No. So that'd be big for her. So. I think, like you said, I agree with you. I think the best thing for them to do is run with this. I don't want to see her fight back at Lynch again because how would you do the storyline? What's like, it going to be? Know, what is like? What is it going to be? And Bailey, she's just boring to me. So she is, I, man. I, I, I just hate. I hate that the belt's around her. Like I, I feel like they need to get the belt off of her on SmackDown. I hate that she has the belt, but. Um, that's the best thing they can do with her and uh Ripley. Like that has to be the match. Like you didn't expose everything with with her and Becky that you can. So it wouldn't be nothing uh nothing exciting about that. Like they said, we will watch it, but yeah. it's not going to be exciting. Give us give us a fresh face. Somebody people really don't know or probably wouldn't watch if they don't pay attention to NXT. Yeah, you know, it'd be so it'd be interesting. She's she's a good athlete as well yes, as she Becky is. as Becky's Lynch. Yeah. If no one hasn't seen her, yeah. I've I, I finally got a chance to really see her and look at some of her past matches past matches yeah. and the girl is very athletic. She is. So yeah, it would it would, it would be dope for us. I mean, I think they have to run with that. She she she's she's real good. We had a return. But let me take this, please. I know you. <laughs> we had a return, Black. We did. We did. We did. <laughs> Go ahead, Black. Listen, man. And D, you know how our night went, man. Uh-huh. We was on the phone when this broke. Yeah, and man. This happened, man, and that music hit. So good. I felt like a 14-year-old child. <laughs> D, I literally got up out off the couch yeah. and ran around the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was on the phone with you like, D, yeah. this is really happening. Yeah. This is really happening. Yeah, man. My 14-year-old son, mm-hmm. who was in the room getting ready for bed to get ready for school, okay, shut came, up out and, came out and said, Ernest, is that Edge? <laughs> Like, he was locked in from then. Like, it didn't matter what else was going on. He even sat and watched Raw yeah. the next night because... So dope. 
if people don't understand this man, and my son is 14, uh-huh. he really don't know a whole lot about Edge, mm-hmm. but he knows about yeah. Edge a little. Yeah. And for yeah. him to like, if, I'm not for not for him for me. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I feel my wife was like, "You running around the cap?" Yes, yeah, man. Like it's Edge. Like yep. it was so good to hear his music drop and see him come out there, man, and compete again so after the neck injury and everything. They say he couldn't, he wouldn't do it again. Yep. Like to see him in that light at Royal Rumble and and have a good run too it was amazing to watch i felt so good i was hype i was on the phone with d i was just i was just so much emotion i'm sorry so much emotion <laughs> came over me when that music hit because when edge music hits you pay attention yeah, man. you watch like i'm excited for edge man and i hope it's something the wwe keeps running with and i love what they're doing with him and randy orton mm-hmm. i love it like it's going to be big for wrestlemania that's going to be a big match if you know when that happens mm-hmm. so yeah man i'm excited for uh for edge man coming back after everything and they said that he wouldn't come back yeah i, I I'm, I'm with black man i uh the rumors were going around they were going around that a return was possible he could be returning he could be returning and uh, I didn't expect him to return there, you know, at the Royal Rumble. So when his music hit and we got the fireworks and the fans were just going nuts. And you could see the emotion in Edge, man, that he is back. Like that, you could see the adrenaline literally going through his body. He had not been out there in almost 10 years, man. And for him to work his way back and get back, it was such a great moment, man. And not just wrestling, but in sports. Like Edge is a pivotal figure in the WWE's history, man. Multiple time world champion, one of the Great tag team champions of all time with uh, Christian when they was doing their thing like it was good to see them and the WWE they're doing the right thing they wouldn't have got a seasoned vet who can play the role of villain Randy Orton they plugged him right in he turned on edge on Monday Night Raw and now the storyline begins to build for WrestleMania that match is going to happen there and I'm excited to see it man so shout out to edge for working his butt off man getting back getting in shape and letting the doctors let him know that he is fully cleared, man, to get back there and do what he loves to do. And the same way like Daniel Bryan, he had the same situation with the neck, man. So it's good to see that technology and medicine is good for something, you know what I'm saying, to bring these guys back and they can get in there and they can do what they love to do. So I'm excited to see him. I'm glad he's back. And that music, man, is just so energetic, yes, man. Yeah, I so, think you need to let that run one more time, One more man. time before we get out of here, man. Yeah, so, you know, it's, and, and again, man, like, Shout out to Edge, man. It was just, you know, such a big deal uh, with him returning, man. That was for Black. That was for Black running it back. All right. All right, man. So we're going to get into some high school basketball, and we're going to recap National Signing Day, get our top 10 classes from there, and then we're going to get out of here, man. So Black, hit us with some information, man, what we got with the high school basketball here in the city, and then right after that, get us into uh, the top 10 class of National Signing Day, man. Yes, man. Yes, Scott. High school basketball is getting ready for a district championship. Uh, shout out to all the guys on the uh, on the good regular seasons that uh, teams had and some teams didn't, but we still gonna give them a shout out. But it's time to get to the district championship. So we got some matchups going on here in Jacksonville, and they're at a couple of schools. Uh, but the first one for the Class Three A District Championship, and this game will be at Episcopal 
uh, high school. It will be uh, Episcopal High School versus Baldwin. On uh, actually, these games are going to be playing tomorrow, so these games will be over when y'all hear this episode. But these games are going all the way until Friday, so they're doing round by round. So that's how we're going to get these championship games and district champs uh settled. Now, but the first game will be Episcopal versus uh Baldwin, and then the second game would be Bishop Snyder versus Trinity Christian. Uh, in those games, and those games will be played at Episcopal High School in the in the class in the class five A. Uh, uh, district championships. These games are going to be played at Lee High School. It will be Terry Parker versus Middleburg, and then you have Westside versus Stanton, and then you have Orange Park versus Ridgeview, and that's for the Class 5A state championship. And then the Class 6A uh, championships. These games will be held at First Coast High School. You will have Creekside versus Atlantic Coast, and then you will have Fletcher versus Inglewood. And then you will have uh, in the bottom half of the bracket, the teams move already have a bye and move on to the next week. So we have a lot of stuff going on here. District district championship time. Yeah, shout out to uh, all the kids, man. Shout out to all the kids. So we're getting excited. It's 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 about that time. So it's a lot going on. Yeah, shout out uh, to all the kids, man. Shout out to all the kids in Duval doing their thing. Hooping, is that man. yeah, yeah? So shout out to them as well. And then at Rains at Rains High School, we have the district. Uh, for a uh, district championship, we will be have uh, Nice versus uh, Yuli, and then you will have uh, Reigns versus Rebolt to decide who goes on go to the Trojans. next round. To go, go on to the Trojans. next round. So, like I said, y'all won't be hearing this until after these games are over with. So, let's see, see if we can get out. And me and D going out Thursday to catch one of these games. I don't know where we're going, but we going somewhere. But uh, the games are all the way till Friday at these schools. So. Let's go show these guys some support. Once again, good uh, kudos to the guys on the regular season. All the good looks uh, throughout the season. Nice time to uh, see who's going to be state championship. Get to the state champion and playoffs. So, uh, good luck to those guys moving forward. Yeah, good luck to all the kids, man. Okay, moving along to recruiting. Yep. It was a big deal. You know, it's a lot of steam with college football that went down with the early signing period in December and – Guys signed in early. It took a lot of steam from that, from their original national signing day, which is February 5th every year. The first Wednesday in February. But um, overall, it, it went well. A lot of kids signed early. Wouldn't really know. Had a few surprises. We had a few people uh, decommit and then the, uh, decommit from schools and then sign with other schools. But overall, it was a good class. But at number one, we the number one class in college football this year, the Georgia Bulldogs, hmm. hands down. I don't know what I don't know what this uh, Kirby Smart is. What is what's his name? Kirk, what's the Georgia coach name? I can't even think yeah, of his Kirby. name. Kirby yeah. Smart. I don't know what he's doing, but he didn't. He, he's getting everybody. He's getting all the top tier talent. But number two, the Clemson Tigers. You know, you can't you can't be denied. Number three, Alabama, and then at number four, you have LSU Tigers. At number at number five, you have uh, the Oklahoma Sooners. At number six, you have, um, I'm sorry, at number six, you have the Florida Gators moved up to number six. I'm sorry. And then at number seven, uh, you have the Oregon Ducks. At number eight, we have, uh, whoa, we have, no, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry about that. At number eight, we have the, um, God, I'm looking at this wrong. I'm sorry. At number eight, we have um, we have 
the L- I said LSU Tigers. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Like I'm looking at it wrong. Uh, it's okay, but that that's our top. I I'm going to put me and D gonna come up with something to put the top ten out. And I'm so, I apologize about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, college football is huge, man. You know, it's huge, man. And you know, the, the new season is upon us, man. And I don't know how Georgia keep doing it. I just really don't know how they keep doing number one class. But they ain't winning nothing. They ain't got no chips or no SEC. To, do they got an SEC championship? I don't think they got Who? one. Of, Georgia. Did they get one? No. I don't think they did. <laughs> no. So, but maybe this would be the year for uh, Kirby. Uh, they get them one But uh, yeah Shout out to all the kids man Going to school man You know get an opportunity To play and do what they love man So shout out to all the kids there Alright We're getting ready To get into some other news And we're going to get out of here Okay Alright man So the 2020 Olympics Finalists have been named And highlighted By the Kang Alright At this point right now LeBron James Is the most uh, Decorated Olympian uh, In the NBA uh, right now, well, him and Carmelo Anthony, the most decorated Olympians in the NBA. So you got guys like Bam Adebayo, LaMarcus Aldridge, Harrison Barnes, Devin Booker, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Dwight Howard, Kyle Lowry, uh, Clay Thompson, Oladipo, Kyle Kuzma, Lopez, McGee, uh, Gordon Hayward. Just a who's who's list. Tatum, uh, uh, Anthony Davis, Kevin Love, Middleton, Chris Paul. Like you got a Russell Westbrook, James Harden, a who's who's list. Of, of, of guys trying to make this Olympic team. And LeBron says, you know, if, if everything is right and he feels good and he feels healthy, you know, he will uh, make one more run uh, at the Olympics. And I hope he does. I hope he does. You know, next time the Olympics are all around, LeBron, you know, he'll be out of the league most likely. You know, he'll probably be retired, man. So, uh, shout out to uh, those guys, all right? All right, moving along, man. Uh, Mark D'Antoni. Stepping down as head coach of the Michigan State Spartans football. Uh, that was kind of interesting to me. You know, he why wait so long to step down and get out of there? But um, he's out, all right? Black. The Jaguars gave up another home game for the London crowd. What's up with that? I've seen a lot of Jags being pissed off. Only six football games in Duval County this year. Hey, hey, Shah Khan. What's up with that, man? All right. The Mookie Betts trade has finally went through. The Boston Red Sox gave up their MVP. And he is a now he is an LA Dodger man. This thing has been going on for a long, long while. But Mookie Betts is now in LA. Hey, Javante Davis, tighten up. You know, he's been arrested on accusation of domestic violence, man. I don't know if you saw the video or not, Black, but that was kind of troubling to see him going and yank his uh, baby's mother, you know, out of wherever they were, man. So Javante Davis could be facing some serious, serious situation, man. Uh, Phillip Rivers, Chargers let him go. He is hitting free agency, man. Um, six all-time in passes, six all-time in touchdowns. Um, Phillip Rivers, I don't know where he's going to land. That's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what the market would be like for him, but he'll be playing for another team next year. Black, I got a wild stat, man. I got a wild stat, man, on Lisa Leslie, man. Shout out Lisa Leslie for other Yeah, shout out Lisa Leslie, man, uh, for we, holding and standing up for, yeah, for yeah, Kobe yeah. Bryant, man, and standing up and doing the right thing, for man. Sure. Yeah. So I got a wild stat, all right? Um, back 30 years ago, Lisa Leslie scored 101 points in one half of basketball. She went 37 for 56. 27 from 35 from free throws. She scored 100 points in a half 
the first half. All right, so shout out Lisa Leslie. All right, and uh, last but not least, The Rock's daughter, all right? Uh, Simone Johnson has signed with the WWE's Performance Training Center down in Orlando, Florida. So uh, this will be the fourth generational talent out of that family, man. So The Rock's daughter is going to take her chance and get out there. And the last bit of news today, WrestleMania 37 will be in Los Angeles, California next year uh, in L.A. in that brand new, beautiful, pretty stadium out there that they got. Uh, WrestleMania 37 has been announced, man. So... Um, what to watch for this weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, you got NBA Friday, NBA All-Star Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Man, this is going to be great honoring Kobe and Gianna and all the victims who were lost in a tragedy. I'm so excited to see the NBA come together and put out uh, something like this, man. So this is going to be great, man. Uh, you got UFC Fight Night 215. Uh, excuse me, UFC Fight Night this Saturday as well. So even though All-Star will be going on, hey, MMA fans, you got you some fights that will be taking place there and keep your eye on the xfl man xfl is gonna be going on this weekend as well some good sporting sporting events going on headlined by nba all star weekend okay um so that is it for episode 42 black do you have anything else to add before we get out of here yeah man i'm going to go back because i'm not going to leave that like that with these okay with this top 10 10 i uh, had a little issue with the phone but that's okay we, i got it now so i'm going to give it to our listeners 10 4. at number one we got the georgia bulldogs with 23 commits well no with 26 commits at number two we have the clemson tigers with 23 commits at number three we have the alabama crimson tide with 25 commits at number four we have the the LSU Tigers at with 22 commits. At number five, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes with 25 commits. At number six, we have the Texas A&M Aggies with 25 commits. At number seven, we have the Auburn Tigers with 26 commits. At number eight, we have the Florida Gators with 27 commits. At number nine, we have the Texas Longhorn with 19 commits. And at number 10, closing out the top 10, we have the Oklahoma Sooners with 24 commits. So those are your top 10 recruiting classes for this year. Okay, cool. Appreciate that, Black. Appreciate that. So, you know, recruiting is big, man. Of course, we're going to take care of it here at the Sports Desk. All right, man. So this has been episode 42. We covered a lot today. Hope you enjoyed the show. As always, man, we thank y'all for the support. We thank y'all for listening to us, interacting with us, man. It means so much to us, man. Me and Black, you know, we love sports and we've came together and got this show up and running and we do a lot of work to get it out to you guys, man. We're just appreciating all the support, man. So thank you guys once again. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram at Reduce Lunch Sports. You can catch us on Twitter. My handle on Twitter and Instagram is Dedrick Hicks Jr. On both handles, y'all get at me. Black, where, they, where can they find you? Yeah, you can hit me on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle, black, at BlackENL3. And like D said, man, we appreciate all the support and all the love that we get. And it's one thing we do know. And we know a lot of things, but we know sports. We know sports. So like they said, we do a lot of work to get it out to you guys. And uh, we appreciate all the love that we get. Yeah, we appreciate it. So we're going to leave y'all with the sound of the week from last week because I said I was going to play it for you one last time. This is pure comedy at its finest. And Instagram, let me post this video. Don't be flagging me, man. So, hey, we'll get with y'all next week for episode 43. But we're going to leave y'all with A.B. What did you think about the fight? What you, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. You averaged eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had in the round. And it seemed as though you couldn't get 
It sounded like enough. it already sounded like you was against me. So I already ain't, I already, I already ain't got a fair fact. shake talking to you. But let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. <laughs> I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again <laughs> with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. <laughs> I ain't worrying about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top. Cincinnati, stand up. West side. Two, five. You're three, three, and one in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm three, three, and one in my last seven, but I'll be seven, no against you. Well, that wouldn't mean much. That's the end of this interview. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out AB, dog. Just shout out AB. But yeah, man, once again, man, we kind of ran a little on today, but that's cool, man. Episode 42 of the Sports Days. We'll holla at y'all. Introduce Lunch Sports. <laughs> Let me in.